This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 504, Comic Shenanigans on Vacation. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 504. It's our uh, Comic Shenanigans on Vacation. Um, so I'm joined by Paul Suarez. We're uh, as always. We're as always. We are on vacation together. Um, we spend a lot of time together in the month of August. Uh, absurdly amount of time, actually. Um, but uh, today we were going to talk about two specific things. Uh, the last two times we went on vacation, um, so starting two years ago, we did. Uh, it was the week that the only little different Marvel catalog came out. It came Correct. Out, I think on the first of July or something like that. And uh, so we spent about an hour, two hours, just talking about all these new things that were coming up because a lot of them were really brand new. Like we hadn't seen things before. Uh, ongoings with characters that have never gotten ongoings before and probably won't ever again. Yep. Uh, and then last year we had, I guess, the the new relaunched version of Marvel Now because they had they keep na- naming things differently, and, but they were going back to just Marvel Now, and we spent time talking about that. So we thought we'd go through those two catalogs and do a bit of a post mortem on what worked, what didn't, um, and kind of re- you know now that the thing, those things have happened and have, we're already you know looking at Marvel Ex- Legacy as being the next thing, we can kind of look back and say, okay, what actually worked or what didn't? Exactly. Uh, so looking at the only old different Marvel catalog, which you can actually find on Comicsology, uh, it's still there. I know I think it's under the Marvel Previews category. You just got to go and find it. It's from uh, 2015 in the summer um, one of the first things that we ever saw was this kind of banner of all new all different Marvel and there was two of them um, both by David Marquez kind of highlighting some of the characters that were going to be a big part of the all new all different Marvel now and you, you kind of mentioned off podcast Paul that uh, you were not a fan of this artwork the first time I remember initially really not liking it I didn't think the art was was any good and I need to apologize for that um, now, now that you mentioned it, I'm trying to remember if this was something I mentioned on a previous podcast or if it's something that I mentioned in a very weird email to you and Nate. Okay. One of the two. It's possible. Either way, I remember going on a rant saying, oh my god, this, what, what, what's going on here? Why is the art so terrible on this, what's supposed to be a, uh, a flagship banner for where Marvel's going? Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously seeing Marquez's art in the early Iron Man book, seeing it in Civil War II, um, he has really good art. Maybe it wasn't the strongest here on the banners, but... Um, I do apologize for my... Because uh, it actually looks good. Yeah, it's, in hindsight, looking back at it now, it's actually pretty good. And it's interesting, too, because, again, this was like, you know, supposed to highlight the characters that were going to be important in that. Yes. And I guess, for the most part, they all were important, except for Red Wolf. I mean, we've kind of mentioned that, that Red Wolf eventually got his place. Uh, but when they first launched the only different Marvel Now kind of banner, he wasn't really anywhere to be found. Like, we saw him on the banner, but he wasn't actually in any of the solicits. No, there. not as a main character of any no. kind. He ends up in Occupy Avengers. He ended up being his own Red Wolf book, and then he was in Occupy Avengers. So he did end up with something, but it wasn't right away, and his definitely felt like the one that kind of came out the, the latest, uh, whereas all the other ones were a lot more prominent. But let, let's talk about the actual catalog. So, because, I mean, if we just talk about the characters here, we're going to get to them anyway as we go through the actual. I mean, obviously, Iron Man is front and center, and he was the flagship. Supposed character. to be the flagship character. And it was, and we'll, we'll get there. So yeah. is that the first book listed in this catalog? It is. I was still Invisible Iron Man. Invisible Iron Man. So it was by Brian Michael Bendis and uh, David Marquez. And you Initially. started buying this book. Cause Absolutely. Because you hadn't bought Iron Man before. Not really. No. So this, 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 made, this drew you in. It did. And the first arc was extremely strong. Yes. Uh, good art, uh, snappy banter, which you expect from Bendis. Yeah. Uh, the Marquez's artwork was absolutely gorgeous. It's your typical strong start from Bendis. What he's very good at. And uh, to plug my last episode, uh, Justin Ponser did the art on uh, David Marquez and really brought it to life. The colorist, you mean? The colorist, yeah. Uh, so he was fantastic working over uh, Marquez. Uh, it, was a, it was a great first arc, and then we had Diodato came on the book, 
and it was a Teodato we had never seen before because it was not very good. Um, the the uh, faces for Tony and even for uh, for Doom weren't that great. Like the, his facial work, which is usually so strong. Like we've seen, yeah. like his his work on MJ during um, JMS's run was really good. Like he really made her feel like a real woman. Um, his Norman Osborn obviously is Tommy Lee Jones, but at least brought the character a certain level of venom. Absolutely. Uh, then we had his his run here. Diodato on Dark Avengers was fantastic. Mm-hmm. One really of his best. Really good. No, for sure. And, really good. And Iron Man, not so much. No, it's like he became Romita somehow. We got yeah. the Romita version of. Look uh, rushed. Very rushed. All of it rushed, right? And, but the storyline felt rushed because it felt very, like, that disjointed. Changed. It did. It was just kind of jumping around yeah. and you didn't really get a good cause and effect. No. And, oh, Tony's gone. Tony's dead. Like, it just never felt like it... <laughs> it made no sense. Like, no. suddenly they were in a warehouse and it explodes. Yeah. And then... It's a month later. A month it? later. And, like, whoa, did I miss an issue? I went back. No, I didn't. Like, it was just such a weird jumping yeah. on point to the next issue. And why is no undercover and fighting these cyber ninjas? It was yeah. really bizarre. It didn't make any sense. Like, no. After starting so strong, having such a beautiful, crisp, colorful, yeah. eye popping book, to go to this muddy, dark, like, okay, fine, you go to Diodoro's art, but does Diodoro, does this art not lend itself to that type of brightness? Maybe not. And then what happened, unfortunately, is that then it got shoehorned into the setup for Civil War II and Riri Williams, which, I mean, mileage may vary on Riri, but uh, I would say they definitely rushed the gun, and they didn't let her evolve as a character. Nothing happened naturally, and it felt very rushed to kind of jump into where the character was going to have to go. So, Iron Man started out extremely strong, was definitely a big winner, and then became a loser. Well, huge. Uh, but see, Riri bugs me. Okay. She really does. Who from does? Mul- Riri Williams. Okay. She bugs me for multiple reasons. Is it the is it, is it the actual character, or is it just how they the position whole thing? The, the whole thing. Uh, because character. number one, here's your here's your opening pitch. Iron Man's our guy, yeah. right? We, he, he's big in our movies, so he's going to be our guy. He's going to trump Spider Man, whatever you want to call it. Yep. He is our guy. Yes. Yet, thirteen issues in. Whatever it was, yeah. like before you start throwing that in the toilet, there's never one problem, right? You kind of get flagship character and suddenly say, okay, here's this now. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I sound racist when I say this, but another diversity, you're saying a diversity character. Mm-hmm. Here's this black girl who's now going to be the Iron Man of the moment. But yeah. she, that doesn't make, she, you can't just take Tony and, and swap that character out and still make that the flagship character. I do think one of the problems that plagued this run of Iron Man and plagues in a lot of books in general, though, is that it felt like you got two stories and then Tony was gone. This wasn't... this was, like If Dan Slott had been writing this, you would have probably gotten four stories because Dan Slott does a lot of two-part and three-part arcs. So you get a lot of... So if you go to 12, 13 issues, you've had a lot of stories and a lot sure. of things jammed in. With Bendis, um, it doesn't feel that way. You got one story, takes six issues to tell, next one about the same. So you got two stories. It's been a year. You only had two stories with Iron Man and I was gone. I think this is the problem with when you have stories that take longer to tell. Um, and, I mean, there's good and bad, right? But the bad part is you don't get as much stories. So then when you do these status quo shifts, a year is is really a too short a time to change the status quo when it's only been two stories. If you did single-issue stories and you did 12 like full stories, fine, change it. I don't care because I've been able to live that character. I've been able to breathe and see adventures. But I only get to see one or two adventures with the character and then you're swapping them up for a new you know, status quo shift. That's a big problem. Yeah, I I didn't think Riri was a necessary character, especially. Do you like her now? Do you read her at all? No, don't care. Actually, they've they've done a good job with her, and but but do you need her? 
She doesn't what need to be Iron serves? Man. She's not even Iron Man. She's Iron Heart. Yeah. So like a, yeah. I. She She'd be another chicken armor. That's fine. She doesn't need the Iron Man's replacing. Neither does Doom. I agree with that. Right. I would agree that there's no need for them necessarily to take over those right. characters. So why did you take away his his flagshipness? That was the point. That's I don't a great get question. It. I don't know. Right. That's where I stand. That's why it bugs me so much. Like, okay. he was, here's what it was. Here, you, here's your beautiful. You know, even remember, I mean, the first issue comes with a nice uh, hardcover cover. It comes with a nice oh, yeah, first yeah. cardboard right, yeah. cover. Everything, you know? And then it just went away. Okay. After it felt like, let's, you know? Let's, let's, let's move on. Yes, I know. We have a lot of books. I know. <laughs> A-Force. A-Force. That didn't last too long. No, it was a t- 11 issue, 12 issue tops. I think it was only 10 yeah, 11 issues. Yeah, I think it might have been that yeah. long. But could, I liked it. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. It was it was different. It it definitely. No, I'm actually surprised and, and happy that you enjoyed it because it doesn't necessarily feel like something you would usually like. It was one of the times I did like in Secret Wars. Okay. Um, you like Singularity? Yeah, as I a thought character? she was cool. Yeah, I love the one scene. I'm hoping this wasn't in, in A Force, not the the Secret. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, the this A Force. Okay. When. Um, Nico teleports them to I think her cousin's wedding or something okay. and they have a conversation in like this vestibule or something but in the background there's all kinds of havoc happening yeah. in the wedding in the background. I, that was such a cute little fun scene mm-hmm. and I got behind what was happening with this little team of, of, of female heroes I can I can get behind that and dig that um, the whole singularity thing I thought was very cool this kind of there's a way of pulling them together yeah way of pulling them together. a brand new character not trying to be somebody else mm-hmm. being brought in um, again, a shame they didn't really go anywhere, but, you know, maybe actually, like, She-Hulk, give a shit about her for a little while. Um, That's you know. difficult for you. Yeah, it is. It is very hard, you know. Um, so I bought that book. She has to break any of my toys, you know. It's oh. her tagline for her car. Oh, that's right, yeah. So. Well, that was a good book. It didn't, I think it lasted about as long as we, actually a little longer than we might have expected. Uh, it felt like a book that may have only lasted six issues, so the fact that it went, what, I think... But kind of more, like, look at all these, like, female characters they have in the background who on this there. thing, who never made an appearance. I think the plan was to have a bigger thing with this, and have different mm-hmm. female guest stars and whatever, but, the reason. Yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like if there weren't so many Avengers books, and they could have put more focus, like, the problem is, you have another team book, how does it make a difference? Now, obviously, there is a reason that it's different, it's, you know, these, these female characters who, in the past, have never really had interactions with each other, yeah. and their personalities rubbing up against each other is kind of strange, but fun to read. Um, it's a shame it couldn't have done more, and I think it's just, it's one of those things where you have so many titles, people can't buy everything, and unfortunately, they go with the Avengers titles before they're going to go with something with a name like this. If it had been called... Some, Anything else? <laughs> something that had Avengers in the title, I think it's as stupid as it sounds. It sales would have been better. Um, like I wonder. No, I don't know. I don't. We're up north. We don't have the access to the internet to, to find this out. But I'm curious. Like, what what were the sales of A Force compared to something like Occupy Avengers? Because Occupy Avengers is not a top seller. It's but it's got an Avengers title. So I'm wondering how much that the Avengers title has been able to kind of give its sales compared to something like Fair this. Enough. I mean. Occupy Avengers has a Hawkeye and really no one else who's an established A-list character right. or name character. But see, this I bought for the characters this more than has, I bought for the name of well, the book. that's what I'm saying. But this one at least right. has, has actual characters. So yeah. I would be curious to see some kind of a comparison. Like to me, like, too. as we go through this too, I think they really spread Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, pretty thin. Not she was a ton. She was in a ton of books, man. She was all over the place. It got worse. It, it did, yeah. <laughs> it got a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, so, but A-Force was a good read. A-Force to be reckoned with. Okay. Yes. Now what do we got next? <laughs> all um, new, all different adventures. Uh, I like that book a lot. 
Um, and it's still kind of going because you still have Mark Wade writing a, a, an Avengers, a book. version of it. Yeah, uh, it's not a little different. Now it's just Avengers. Well, they splintered it with half in the Champions. Is the exactly. Other of it, yeah. um, I love what I loved about this was the interplay between the the three young characters. Um, it made me love them. Yeah. I, I didn't care much for Kamala until I read this book. It's, I know you're a big, you're a big fan of her. I'm a big from fan. The get-go. But no, there is something special about her Nova and Miles together. Yeah, they wrote them really, really well. Yeah. There was this there this interesting new young Trinity. Okay. Which we I bought this reaction figures. Did you really? No, I have all three. Nice. Yeah. I want the rest of the team now. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you can get Vision, this version. You can get Captain Falcon. Jane Foster is finally coming out. Okay. Um, but there's no this version of Iron Man yet. Hmm. Or uh, even, even Champions-wise, getting those, like, I mean, it's Chill Hulk, stuff like that yeah. style. Yeah, but so I do have these core three. Again, the only thing that kind of hurt this book is that right near the end, it kind of had a few one-shots because it was in the middle of Civil War Two. Yeah. And it was kind of... Difficult. It kind of screwed up everyone's publishing schedule, and I think everyone's writing schedule of what they actually wanted to do with their characters. I know, and it, unfortunately, it made this kind of a truncated run. But I thought it was a lot of fun. It was again, it, it brought new energy to the Avengers because you had. I mean, I guess it was just the three of them. Oh, four because Jane Foster. She'd been an Avenger, kind of. She's kind of in the periphery. She, yeah, but nothing. She's not like a four member like this, no. and so like I like that we had like four new Avengers on the yeah. team. Um, I also and Mark like, Wade is one of the few writers who picked her up and can write her yeah. a la Aaron, and didn't she didn't feel out of place or out of no. character in, in that book? Her interplay with Sam was really interesting too, because mm-hmm. he actually knows her secret. Exactly out here too, and it felt very again organic. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I guess that was weird about it was that they they were they were kind of like the movies, kind of moving upstate, but it was like. A weird facility and they still had Jarvis for some reason like it had some stuff that was kind of like does this need to be here but otherwise I, I did enjoy it it was yeah. a lot of fun solid run I uh, recommend the, the whole thing yeah for sure Uncanny Avengers I actually really like this I do like it too yeah. uh, it's one of those books where I thought the first arc wasn't great but after, everything, everything after that was really really good it grew on me uh, and because it had it had, a, it's one of those few books especially there's so many Avengers books that this one had a very clear mission statement we are going to stop Red Skull yeah it was the only thing that still kept that kind of dangling thread going to a degree it's it's amazing that it took that long I know, um, <laughs> I know. you know but like and, and when it finally ended like again it lasted two years yeah. like I think this is one of the longest writing title, titles from this era uh, and it's still kinda. technically still technically going right yeah. so like it never got cancelled never got relaunched no. Um, we still have majority of this, like Spider-Man left after the first issue practically. Yeah, he's made a few guest appearances. But for the most part, everyone um, else is still, still intact. Yeah, yeah. 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 He had, had Wasp to this, and or um, Deadpool's been in and out, but nah, he's he more, more in than out. I guess. Than, yeah. <laughs> and but, uh, um, although the weird her or Cable adding Cable to this too. Yeah, Cable was really fun that, too. That was a big add to me too. I don't again much Cable. And plus, as cable as, is, as the series progressed, it got interesting too because. Uh, Cap obviously one of them shut down because by then he had changed to being the uh, Hydra Cap. Hydra Cap, and so the idea that he was worried about what they knew, yeah, uh, it kind of went through uh, Civil War pretty well too. Like it didn't really have a huge impact on the team again because it had a core mission. Exactly, uh, it never. Lost there was sight the of that. one. I'm trying to remember, it was maybe only two issues where. Rogue got in cahoots with Sebastian Shaw or something. Yes, there's a weird that little story arc I did not like. Yeah. Because it felt really weird and out of place. Well, because at the same time in, a, in another book, Sebastian Shaw had shown up too, and it was, they were treating him completely differently. Yeah. So it didn't. But otherwise, I would say this is a fairly consistent run. Yeah. Uh, good Jerry, run. Nice. I like the art on this book. So Jerry Dugan's gone now. Uh, yes. He wrapped up his storyline with the Red Skull, and then Jim Zub took over. Yeah. Uh, but the book is still with the so same far, so good. team. Yeah. And so far, so good. Yeah, hasn't really changed. Yeah, I, I like to see Empire times they've done. I'd say this is one of the winners. Yep. For sure. And we were very curious when we saw it because it was like Deadpool and the Avengers. What the hell's going on here? Absolutely. I still don't like that Quicksilver costume. 
Never, yeah, with the fast forward symbol. Yeah, yeah it's it never, weird. It never grew on me enough. Um, yeah, and, and squigglies. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, one thing we should say is that Stegman didn't last very long. He has less than Aaron in any book. Like, no. Your Vows is his longest run of, of note, I can think. Yeah, but even then he hasn't been on every issue. Yeah, so, yeah so. It's, he's one of those guys where like we love his work, we just want to see more of it. And he's oh. just not around long enough. One thing. Yes. Did they ever resolve the Mpox issue with Rogue? Yes. Because didn't she make out with Deadpool? Was that how she got it? She healed it? <laughs> I know she did, but was that how she got rid of it? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Because like, it was the first that issue was... she, she had it, and they never touched on it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then that was so like because the whole impact thing was a whole. That's uh, right. When this launched is when Impact yeah. happened. No, yeah. that's a good point. I forgot about that. So that was the only. She's only two years ago, and it already feels like such an old plot point. Right. Like that's how fast things change yeah. or get forgotten or just kind of move past. So and it's also like curious, like Rogue and her power set. She seems to have her old power set back. Yes. Right. She and does. Try, uh, she had Wonder Man in her or something. She did. And he's out now. He's out now. Yeah, yeah. That's no. right. Yeah. yeah. Right near the end of the arc, where they got separated again. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. That, that was a really good book. New Avengers by Al Ewing. So this this has gone through some permutations. It started yes. as New Avengers, and then it ended, and then we got uh, U.S. Avengers. Um, I thought I really enjoyed this book, but I thought the first arc was the weakest. Um, Gerardo Sandoval does the cover that we kind of see in the uh, solicitation. Look at that Wiccan. And it was, well, yeah, it was super exaggerated. Uh, but after that, they got a, an artist that was a lot more controlled anatomy. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Songbird. Um, and then the book got really, really good. I think the, the first arc wasn't the greatest. The second arc and everything after that was really, really strong because then he, Al Ewing loves Sunspot. It's very clear. It's very clear. So I, at some point in the next couple of months, I'm going to be sitting down to talk with Al Ewing and it'll be interesting to talk about how he likes or how he writes uh, Sunspot because Sunspot became a really cool character under his pen. Like, they took him seriously in a way no one ever really had before. Uh, Hickman obviously set up part of what ended up being this book, like... Avengers World or something, right? Uh, or before that? Or it might have been before that. I can't remember exactly. Uh, if it was Avengers World, it might have been Nick Spencer. But, um, but anyways, this was an interesting kind of title because you had... The aim, aim was Avengers now. Avengers idea mechanics. Yeah, I do like the idea of converting that evil hive into Evocum something. And turns them into something else. Yeah. And uh, again, this is something that continues in U.S. Avengers. Uh, I would say this was a winner for me. Uh, again, the first arc is a little rough, but everything after that is gold. And there's some amazing issues, uh, which really are surprising in how strong the characterizations become. Right. It's nice to see him use some of these young Avengers characters, like seeing Hulk thing and Wiccan kind of back in some type of title. Yeah, I don't think they're um, around now. No, they're not. No, the but, they, but they were. Yeah. Um, they were a big part of it. And I'm always a fan of Songbird. I like that she's one of the few kind of Thunderbolts characters from way back that still survives and still gets used as a hero mm-hmm. uh, pretty consistently. Um, and yeah, it's always nice to see the Young Avengers and Hawkeye as well. And Hawkeye was kind of a, uh, a traitor on the team. Like he was there to supervise and kind of be a mole. But no, it was, it was a good book. Did you ever read it? Not this incarnation, no. It's it's worth it. I would say it's worth a worth a reread. Al Ewing's stuff. It's funny that he's had a bunch of books where it's been really good, but they keep ending the books and relaunching them with something else. So, like following his stuff, you have to read multiple volumes of something, but it's still entertaining, for sure. Uh, Ultimate. Speaking of Al Ewing, <laughs> uh, Ultimate's one, which um, is a pretty awesome book, and Ultimate's two, I would say, is even better, or Ultimate Squared, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but again, it's something that got relaunched uh, about a year in yep. after Civil War Two. Um, but 
he loves using these characters. So I don't know if you know this, but he started with Mighty Avengers, and then it got relaunched as Captain America and the Mighty Avengers, and then some a lot a bunch of those characters then got folded into Ultimates. So he there he's using some of the same characters throughout these different series, and I think he loves Blue Marvel, um, Adam Brashear a lot. Yeah, and uh, he did some amazing things with Galactus and changing Galactus into the Lifebringer, and uh, I would say this is quite interesting considering. Aaron stuff with Galactus yes. in God of Thunder, so yeah, how that sure. all fits together. But yeah, doesn't always. <laughs> but I, I again, I would say this is uh, is a winner, and uh, the Kenneth Rockefeller art again gives it such a different look mm-hmm. um, that really sets it apart from most comics you see on the stands. Like there's like even just looking at Galactus's face in the promo art, like look how many different levels of shading there are. In yeah, face. it's crazy. I remember seeing this in this catalog, and I, I picked up this book for the first little bit, and I did uh, did like it. I, I didn't, didn't fall stick off, with it. I didn't stick with it only because. Like, I don't mind Blue Marvel and, and, and Spectrum. Uh, I'm okay with Carol. Um, oh, she's Spectrum now. She said so many names. I know. Captain Marvel. <laughs> hold on. Let me see if I can get them. Captain Marvel, Photon, Pulsar, and I guess just uh, Spectrum. Spectrum. That's still too many. Um, America Chavez has always been an odd character for me. Like She's I, cool, but... I've come to love her. Where was her first appearance? Where, where did she come from? I don't know. I, I know she was in Young Avenger. Like, um, the first non... Uh, Alan Heinberg, Young Avengers, where it was like a different team with like Novar and like. Oh, really? Yeah, it was different. And okay. I, I believe she was on that. Um, I've come to like her a lot, and her, her own book is entertaining, and seeing her in Ultimates is cool. Yeah, I don't know where she came from before that. She's, I, just, like, she's just weird. Like, like, she's different. I, I'd like a different name quote in for her. I would like a different outfit for her. Well, her name is America. America Chavez. Yeah, she goes by her name. It's just weird. Okay. Well, moving on. Ultimate cool cosmic characters. And you have America Chavez. This girl in, like, in booty shorts and a, and a, and a hoodie thing. I don't it's, know. It's her, it's her just, just weird. Doctor Strange. Strange. So this ran just until recently. Well, not it's still going. But Jason Aaron. Aaron left. So this was again 20. one of those long running ones as well. But yeah. Aaron and Bacallo, uh, Bacallo were together yes. for a long time. Um, I did not like this first arc at all. I know, you, I know you loved it. I um, did. I did. Uh, I didn't. I didn't feel like he needed this to, to ruin magic. But then that second arc where he's finding all the trinkets everywhere yeah. and, and kind of mounting his defense, then I got sucked in. Then I thought it was really, really cool. There's something about that underdog kind of nature of it. And again, Doctor Strange with an axe is always cool. Um, that was kind of really interesting. And that there, I like that. I mean, he's left now, but then he was slowly kind of building up the idea of magic exactly. again. Slowly, it's it's a shame because I don't think his work on the book was done. No, right? I think he had a bigger picture, same as what he did with Thor. What he's mm-hmm. doing, doing with Thor, but for whatever reason, something else came up that made him want to. He's got so much stuff aside. going on. I'm sure he does, right? Um, like so he's that, also left Star Wars, which is which is crazy, very sad. Yeah, because that seems like the type of book that if you're lucky enough to do it. Well, I guess that's Star the Wars, thing, though, right? right? Like. You also don't want to stay on it too long that it becomes not fresh. Like, again, it's true, but I haven't lost. I've I've lost track of reading. I'm up to date on Star Wars, so I don't know okay. if he's saw things through. If it ended on a high for what mm. he was trying to do, um, like he did close up like the Mister Misery stuff he was working on. He did. Um, as much as I hated Orb in Original Sin, I mm. liked him here. Oh, he's great. Driving up the taxi on the side oh, of yeah. the buildings and crazy shit oh, that sure. made sense in the wacky world of Doctor Strange that he kind of built and. Like, Reading some of the crazy, weird, off the wall stuff he did in Wolverine and the X Men mm-hmm. really made him work in this book because that, yeah, like 
in Wolverine X Men, it was a little out of place. Some of the stuff, some of it, right? But here, right at home, right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of shit well, he was doing. Here and was him and Bacallo really were a great mix for that. Absolutely, because Bacallo does weird shit like this. Yeah, like like in Wolverine X Men when they had Krakoa, like he did a lot of weird stuff with Krakoa, which would have felt more a place in Doctor Strange, exactly. Which we kind of got like a lot of. His we art did. definitely went that. Direction. But I loved Zelma. I love like she was the cool. freak is going to eat you. Mm-hmm. Like all that uh, the, the crazy stuff with one Mister Misery could have used a better name. Yeah. Um, plus, and, and he did establish certain rules for obviously for magic. The idea of like, you know, there's a price. Yeah, that there is a price, and all what the toll it takes on him, what he eats, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The punching and everything explains himself. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's always the throw up all the time. Well, it's not a surprise that you liked it because I mean, uh, you didn't like Thor that much before Jason Aaron. I mean, you you liked the JMS Thor, which is I a very different stripped down yes. version as well. But um, you know, Jason Aaron made you a Thor. But I bought this book because of Jason Aaron. Uh, like, Do you often buy because of creators or more? No, very rare for me, right? Okay. But because I love the Thor, and, and again because okay, Doctor Strange, and then thinking about the, the, the zany stuff he's done mm-hmm. in, in both books that and Wolverine X Men that, that mm-hmm. I read, I go, oh my god, like he would probably kill Doctor Strange and. For yep. me, I, I liked a lot of it. It really worked for me. So, um, you know, right, obviously right now it's, he's sucked into the Secret Empire stuff. Yeah. So we'll see where, where um, comes from that. Then the next writer takes it from there. Do you see what happened to his? Uh, I can't remember what issue you're on. Uh, like I'm up to date. Are, are you read everything now? You read eight? Not uh, not Secret Empire eight. I've read the oh, okay. Doctor Strange. No, because there's a Doctor Strange thing. Moment in eight. Oh, okay. Well, it might have been with eight. It might have been seven. I remember with his oh. with his with his house. No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> I won't say anything more. Okay. <laughs> God. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I really, really dug this book. This was this was a great uh, pickup for me. And I was sad when uh, when Jason, Jason Aaron left. Jason yeah. Left, yeah. All right. Next. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Now she's had two titles. Now it's Captain she's had Marvel. A mighty Captain Marvel. A mighty Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, I was. Uh, so this obviously started the Alpha Flight regime, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is okay. I. I'm getting used to it as a concept. When it first started, it bugged me because we already had Sword before, and I felt like we didn't need this kind of repurposing of the Alpha Flight name for a space station and using the Alpha Flight characters in the space felt was a little strange to me. Um, but it wasn't a bad book. It had some fun ideas to it. Um, I thought the uh, some of the tie-ins during uh, Civil War II were actually really strong because yep. it made sense because that was her book and her focus. Um, and even the Mighty Captain Marvel books been fun as well. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's like kind of my top level of no. the books from Old New Marvel now, um, but I, I would say it's kind of you know middle a solid middle. Um, yeah, you know? I remember when I first saw this, I thought that because Secret Wars mm-hmm. had a tie-in with her, and she had this um, the Carol Corps, the Carol Corps, yeah, 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 right, and she had this band of of uh, ladies that oh, would fly with her, like, kind and of a squadron, like, right? She yeah. had a squadron of girls. So I thought the same way. She, those those girls would reappear mm. in Marvel U proper and be no part luck. of her squadron, yeah. right? And then again, we, as Canadians, we love Alpha Flight, and it's nice to see them again. Um, but I thought those other characters would also come mm-hmm. here and I was sad that they didn't come here that was my kind of only negativity for, for okay. this particular book was not, not seeing that kind of flow through because we, we saw some other Secret War stuff flow through we did that was missing from this one Sam Wilson Captain America so that's technically still going it yep. just got retitled after issue 25 I guess um, well we got Captain America Sam Wilson yeah <laughs> as opposed to Sam Wilson yeah yeah, um, yeah. I would say it's been it's going to sound mean, but the lesser Cap America book. Sure. It's been really interesting because uh, Nick Spencer was uh, developing a lot of more political stuff in, in here. Um, so there's a lot of political issues on, you know, people in in the book not wanting a black Cap America. Yeah. Uh, you had the um, 
uh, would it be Meridroids or something like that? Meridroids. Meridroids. Um, but an interesting concept of, you know, Sam Wilson trying to speak up, um, you know, be present as a Captain America, stand for something, mean something. Obviously, there was issues with Cap, which is funny here, where you see him on a, a different side of with Captain America, a pre, not uh, pre, I was going to say. Pre-Hydra Cap. Pre-Hydra Cap, which is funny because, like, it seems so quaint. Uh, him having a fight with the old man Cap compared yeah. to now. Um, Nick Spencer has a very solid idea on what he wants to do with Sam. I'm a little sad that he's going to be back to being a Falcon soon, especially because Secret Empire is making very much underlining the point that he's Cap now. Like he can give the Cap speech, he can rally people, he can he can be what people need. Um, so it's going to be weird to see him go back. But this book on its own, I thought was a strong. Uh, read with a, a very good understanding of its main character and the political climate we live in and trying to establish and develop that. Now, if you don't like comics that get a little bit more, not preachy, but a little bit more political, a little bit more um, you know, real world, then this may not be the book for you. Um, very true, I agree with that. Um, but it was still a strong book that never lost sight of the fact that this isn't just any Captain America. It's Sam Wilson as Captain America and what makes him different. Yeah. Uh, because if you just made a Captain America book where, oh, he just happens to be Sam Wilson but he doesn't act like Sam Wilson, then it would be doing a disservice to the character and to the fans. Uh, this felt like it was understood who Sam Wilson was. So I, I liked it a lot. I agree. Good. Okay. Totally Awesome Hulk, which originally we didn't know who it was. <laughs> who kinda, is the Hulk? We, we kind of figured we knew who it was. Yeah. Um, so why they said that the arm was it like they want to give away the armband thing that like, makes him turn to Hulk? I Maybe, guess. yeah. <laughs> um, I love Total Awesome Hulk. I think it's been great. I think it's been a very fun book. I think there've been only a couple issues in the run, so it's still ongoing. hasn't been renumbered yet. There were a few issues that I thought were stumbled because they felt like odd placements where you had like an NBA player. I forget which one because I don't really follow NBA, but there was an NBA player in the comic kind of teaming up with Amadeus at one point. Yeah, was, okay. So those ish, that issue or two felt a little weird. Um, but otherwise, it's been really strong. Um, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, um, there was uh, a two-issue story where Greg Pak did a Banner story, which I think is one of my favorite Bruce Banner stories of all time, where Bruce Banner uh, doesn't have the power of the Hulk anymore, and um, he has to kind of confront that and deal with that, and him not almost believing that it's possible. Like him wanting to push himself and put himself in dangerous situations because he thinks he is still going to turn into the Hulk because he almost can't believe that it's possible that he's been free he's of finally curse, free, yeah. Which is a really fascinating way to go with the character. Um, Amadeus what makes this book fun is that he he's embracing being the Hulk. Um, this is again why I'm dubious about the most recent generations tie-in um, because it kind of made an idea that maybe Amadeus won't view it as a gift anymore and start to view it as as a curse. But here it's a guy who was able to save the person he looked up to, Bruce Banner, the Hulk, uh, take on the Hulk's energy into himself and channel it for good. He wants to punch things. Uh, he's still smart, but he's also the Hulk. But it, which we've had before, we've had a smart Hulk. But we've never had a smart Hulk who was this smart and just having a blast. And that's what made this such a blast. And Greg Pak was really tapping into this character having a good time. And Frank Cho, especially on the first arc, was really able to nail that. I don't think he did anything past the first arc, which is kind of typical Frank Cho. He's kind of usually hits and runs. Um, but after that, we had Alan Davis on an amazing art. Um, and then we've had other artists Alan as well. Davis? Alan Davis really? did, did the two issues with Banner. Mm-hmm. I know you're not a huge fan, typically. But it was gorgeous work. Like, honestly, I've... Yeah, just fantastic. Uh, the Mighty Thor number one. My girl. So she obviously she, she'd already had, how many issues had she had up until this point? Like it eight? was it was eight and an annual, so nine technically, okay. but yeah. And then she got this, which is still running as what, up to issue 20-something now? Up there, yeah. Uh, I guess it would make sense. It's been two years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you love, you love. Oh my god, I can't get enough of, of Jason Aaron's Thor. It's Now, is this the run, though, that had the issues that you hated? 
with the with the yeah yeah screen. this the, there was two issues in figure where the art was just horrendous it was like finger paint on the wall it was, <laughs> it, it was no Russell Darderman oh no it was not no Russell Darderman at all oh my goodness um yeah those they were Hulk oh, what were they called it's okay they were Savage something what's interesting about this that. so this is one of the titles where it wasn't really anything new because a lot of the other titles it was like well except for like Captain America Sam Wilson again wasn't new because we'd already had him as introduced previously as, as the new Captain America. Yeah, but just before, right? Wasn't it? Like, yeah, pre-post? but again, same thing with Jane Foster. She'd been yeah, doing like nine issues, issues, which is not yeah. very long. Whereas other books were actually brand new, like the old, old different Avengers was a new Absolutely, one. yeah, yeah. So this was a relaunch of the new numbering. They really didn't need to be there because it was the same creative team. Yeah. Um, so there was really nothing different, but it was just more... Sounds the mighty. Yeah. yeah, it was just more <clears> good, <throat> great taste that you yeah. already do. Hey, well, exactly. Right? right. Like, they just changed and the menu. Again, right? this is all part of the, the tapestry that airs in buildings since issue one of God of Thunder, which has just been fantastic. I, I love when he... Um, there were scenes in God of Thunder where he's in that library mm-hmm. and they're going through all these books. Oh, the War of the Realms and this and that happened. Oh, yeah. oh and then that happened. We were unworthy and all. And we've hit a lot of these points already. Mm-hmm. And I just love looking back and oh, here's all this good stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing we're getting close to the end with what Legacy has teased us so far, I suppose, at least mm-hmm. from, from Jane's point of view. Um, obviously, we've seen... Um, with Ulysses' vision in War Two, there was a battle of Loki and Thor That's happening. Right. So I'm still there's still more to come. Um, if he leaves this book, I will cry um, will for stop? a very long time. <sighs> well, I guess I have two questions there. Yeah, if he stops and he kills Jane Foster, which is possible, mm-hmm. uh, I guess are you done or would you no, continue no. reading if, Thor's if, adventures? As long as he's writing the book, I'm on. I'm so on board. let's say he leaves and he kills off Jane. Are you done? Do you buy 701 or whatever number they're at? <laughs> That's a tough call. It really is. Because I remember... Um, and what if he leaves but it's still Jane? Do you buy Jane? I don't think someone else picks up Jane. Jane's his. So? I think I think Jane starts ends with him. I don't think don't, Jane will move on do you think, with somebody else. Okay. Do you think she'll... I'd be very surprised. I'd be very surprised if someone... When they give Thor his hammer back, or Odinson his hammer back, yeah. will Jane Foster still be alive or dead? I think she's going to die. You think she's gonna die? I think she might die. Are you okay, are you gonna be okay with that? Yeah. Are you yeah. pretty, pretty sad with that? She got a good run. Yeah. No. I'm, it's interesting because she's one of those characters that's taken on such a life of her own that and it's one of those. It's almost like Superior Spider-Man, where they did think it was gonna work. They thought it might not last very long, or that people wouldn't like it, and people love it, mm-hmm. and people are almost were sad when Peter came back because they liked actually reading. Uh, Otto's adventures because right. they were different um, it was something that you didn't expect it, it, you knew how Peter was going to respond to something you did not know how Otto was going to respond to something oh. um, so it's kind of like with this where they changed Thor maybe they didn't know if the people were going to get behind it people absolutely love it um, you know, there's cosplayers love it fans love it Like people love Jane Foster's Thor yeah but there's a lot of haters too I uh, know a lot of haters too. It's just it's interesting like what do you what do you do do you let the character go away you like let not be a thing anymore when people love it so much or do you find a way to have it work alongside like and we've seen this type of thing happen in Thor before I mean people loved Eric Masterson's <laughs> Thor but the real Thor had to come back at some point yep. so Tom DeFalco was like let's split them so we'll have the real Thor and we'll have uh, Thunderstrike uh, back in the day where he loved bringing in making a character into a side character and doing their, their own book right. that's why he had a War Machine book back in yeah. the day because Tom DeFalco loved that stuff so and he wanted to have Spider-Man and Scarlet Spider originally kind of having dual books as well so it's just interesting that is this going to last? Are we still going to have her? It's just so hard to know. And like, but but a big y- win. Y- this y- was a big win. As oh, a book. huge win, huge win. And you also hate to say it, like 
Ragnarok's around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. So does it make sense to make yeah. Odin's Thor again at that point? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at least, you know, everything's been fairly organic. I, I don't feel it could be a rushed ending because, oh, crap, November's coming. we got to mm-hmm. swap it out now. Um, like, the War of the Realms has been, you know, the Her vs. the Sheer Empire was an amazing, yeah. uh, fun arc. Um, there was... Looking at letter pages recently, because I, I wrote in a letter yes. for for this. Um, singing Which was not printed, sadly. Not printed, sadly. Okay. Um, as far as we know. Unless it comes out. I guess the next issue would be the latest it would possibly maybe do. Yeah. Um, there was a letter that was fairly negative that was published, that they still published, to prove, I guess, a point that they still yeah. published negative letters it's as well. It's not just good stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing mentioning, and I thought about it, and maybe the person did have a point, but the person mentioned that a lot of the books, a lot of story arcs tended to be um, Jane can never catch a break. Like she's always having to conquer the next big thing. Like she doesn't have okay. time to settle down hmm. and and do anything with herself or, or take any time for herself. Or yeah. um, no books have really stopped to really focus on Jane. We had books uh, focus on the hammer. We had, we had hmm. books focus on her. Just but isn't it kind of the point that she doesn't want to focus on Jane? That this is what she likes. Like this is this is her driving force in her life right now. It is. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm. That's a good point. But I feel like that's kind of because the character doesn't want that. And I agree with you. Yeah. Like she loves being Thor. Yeah. There's something exciting. Despite about it killing her, she yeah. it's, it's it's all she wants to and do, right? Now, if she never changed back to Jane, wouldn't she just live forever? Technically, but she doesn't want the uh, Asgardian magic or anything to. No, to but like, life, if, but right? she's had that choice. But I guess it's also like the minute like she could choose to let go of the hammer, and if a long enough time had passed, she would probably be a dead human already. So in theory, she could just let go of the hammer and die. But yes. I mean, it would be her choice to die when yeah. her when her job is done. It's very true. So but let's keep it moving. Right. Yeah, yeah, we love that. Scarlet Witch. This lasted longer than expected. It was twelve issues. Uh, it was about her basically finding her mom and reconnecting. And um, I actually liked this book more than I expected. It was a series. Was her mom? Hmm. Boba her mom? Am I wrong? No. no Boba was the woman who delivered her. Okay, yes. Her mom ended up being not who she thought it was, because uh, that's which is a typical trope in comics. Um, was it because was another woman is going Scarlet by Magneto not being her dad anymore? Correct. Okay. And her mom was also a Scarlet Witch, and was also attuned to magic. And uh, but uh, getting to that point, actual where, magic, yes, not mu- mutant magic. Correct. She's not mutant. Wait, what is she now? I'm very. I'm not even sure what she okay. is. Yeah, let's. Okay. let's I, I think Marvel doesn't want us to think about it too hard. Okay. Uh, but her and her Pietro are brother and sister. That's all that matters. That's the. But uh, there was a bunch of one-shots with her kind of learning more about magic and, and, and kind of almost making house calls around the world and kind of doing magical things, which was really strong. Um, I think it lasted longer than anyone would have expected, which is about 12 issues. Um, I like the costume they gave her, which still exists now. Very gypsy-like. Um, very gypsy-like, and it was fun. It was, it was something that they tried. I think James Robinson really did a good job with it, and you could tell that he was loving what he was writing. Uh, I just don't think enough fans liked it or were willing to pick it up. I think if more fans had tried it, they would have liked it, but uh, it did its own thing. It uh, Again, it, it didn't feel derivative, derivative of anything else. It definitely felt like an original take on the character of a character who has not actually had a lot of exploration on her own. So I liked it. Miss Marvel, well, you know I love Miss Marvel. You do. Uh, I don't think it was as good as the first volume. Um, but it was definitely it's it's still an entertaining book. It's still going. Um, I don't think it's quite as fresh and as exciting as it used to be. And I think the fact that you're seeing her in a lot of different places and at times 
Um, I'm enjoying her exploration in those books more because you get to see her play off of other people and other teams as opposed to just kind of her friend group. Uh, the Civil War tie-in was really strong, though, because obviously she ended up coming out kind of against Miss Marvel, uh, sorry, Captain Marvel, which is a big thing for a character who calls herself Miss Marvel yep. and has a costume kind of patterned after Carol. Um, so that part was really interesting, but it has been an interesting book. It's still enjoyable. It's still so the same author the whole way through? Still G. Willow Wilson, hmm. yeah. Because the same person who did uh, A-Force. Right. But yeah, still good, and Lockjaw is still awesome. Uh, Illuminati, that did not last long. I think this lasted no one story arc. Um, no, it's not. Uh, the, the Hood is a character who had that initial Max series back in the day, which was kind of cool. And then Bendis is like, let's use this character, and then kept using the character, and kept using the character, and then I never wanted to see him again. Yeah. And it got to the point also where I never really knew what his where he was, like what, what his cloak was anymore, because he had different cloaks and different things, and he had he'd gone after the Infinity Gems one time. Like, it was just like, stop it. Um <laughs> Right, like I, I, know. I just got done, and this was kind of an interesting take on, on a character trying to reclaim his former glory, uh, but it didn't really work out. No, but it didn't last long. So, yeah. It was basically, I think, one of the ones that was retroactively called a miniseries. If it doesn't work well, it was a miniseries. Yeah, it was the yeah, plan yeah. all along. Yeah, 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 if sure, it does sure. really well, well. But like, I don't know as what we know it as. No, like I had nothing. Even a poor choice of name for the book. Calling it the Masters of Evil would have been better. Right. But you call it that trying to, ooh, Lunati. Like we yeah. like nothing to do with it. But it had nothing to do with it. I think, see, we were, we were talking about Even earlier. the tagline, Forever Evil, is just borrowing from a DC event that had ended like a year or two earlier. <laughs> yeah, like, there you go, right? Like, it's just, everything yeah. about this felt borrowed and yeah. not really well explained. Bad idea. Only Hawkeye. I was not a huge fan of this. Um, so this kind of came after the, the Brewbreaker was it Edward Breaker? Who did? Or Fraction. 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 Because they did a bunch of stuff together back mm. in the day. Uh, so Fraction had done the celebrated Hawkeye run. I don't think it had even ended when they started the new Hawkeye, but it was delayed all the time. So they just kind of rushed There was some nonsense, production. yeah. This wasn't bad, but Jeff Lemire and Ramon Perez, I just wasn't a huge fan. Um, I feel like there was a Hawkeye series they had done right before this, actually. So maybe this is the second one. Again, the one of those relaunches that they kept doing um, with a future version of Hawkeye and these weird kids that they had rescued go move on to the next <laughs> one. it wasn't that memorable not good <sighs> this one's close to, close to my heart Astonishing <laughs> Ant-Man yeah I think it was better than the first run so this is the second run again one of those books that did not need to be relaunched at all same writer same art- artist um, but fantastic but you know what it did feel like as much as it didn't have to be its own new book he, uh, it did feel like he kind of made it its own thing, its own separate thing, because we started this, Ant-Man's in jail. He's telling us the story of how he got in jail, which is not where he ended the first volume. And then it kind of goes from there, and we, we start to understand why he's in jail and how things are going. This book is great. I have nothing but the highest praise for the Ant-Man book by Nick Spencer. <laughs> he really liked writing that character. Yeah. I told you off podcast, the last thing that was sad is that it felt like they regressed the character to fit him into the movie mold, which is unfortunate, but at least Nick Spencer did a great job with it. Uh, if they had regressed him, and then, like, for example, I don't know if you ever remember reading X-Men Forever in the early 2000s, there's a miniseries. They've done the Amazing Avengers Forever 12-issue series, so like, let's do an X-Men one. Okay. So they did only six issues of it. It was right around the time of the first movie, so there's a bunch of time travel, going through people's histories, etc., and at the end of that book, Mystique became Moving Mystique. I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember and, that. And Toad became Movie Toad. And I remember, I remember, like, I remember Movie there's Toad. There's no reason for either of this, they, these things to happen. Yeah. And it felt like a regression just to fit into the movie mold. That's what happened here, but at least it was done well. Fair so enough. I'm, I'm okay with it because, again, it was good. The Vision. 
Well, it's interesting because this cover is not what I remember from the Vision book. Like, I, I think this was only for this promo art and not for anywhere else. No, you're right. Because this is the Tom King Vision. This isn't even the, the font they use for his Vision. Uh, if you didn't show me the, the credits... Wasn't it just called this, Vision, though? Yeah. There wasn't that either. I guess they must have changed some stuff. I think it was... Yeah, yeah. that's probably what it was. I, obviously, they didn't even know what they were going to use for any of it. Um, because if you took off just the credits here and just showed me the picture, I'd be like, I don't even remember this book. Yeah. Um... But I'd say this is one. This is the best book uh, of, of everything in the only Marvel now. That's oh, a very popular opinion, apparently. Yes, it's so good. Have you read it yet? I've dabbled. I haven't really. Oh my god! Like Nate, I guess I know he's read read at least the first six. I don't know if he's read the back six. I'm actually so I, I have it in trades on my shelf, so it's easy to give out to people. I have it digitally. Um, I'm also going to buy the oversized uh, director's cut hardcover that they've solicited because um, it has a lot of extras and it's just so good. Like it deserves to be in hardcover. Uh, it's it's such an amazing. Um, a comic to read, and it really works on its own. Plus, it introduces Viv, who obviously much better from Champions. From yeah. Champions, but um, I think this is my biggest winner, um, and a book that is the biggest surprise. Yeah, I was like, oh, a Vision book. All right, that's that's a consensus for sure. I don't even know if I read it as like when it first started. I think I may have like had the first three issues ready to go, but hadn't like read it yet. And I think I started that way. Like I don't remember. Yeah, it's so good. And whenever I reread it, it gives me chills. I read the like, first few a couple times. It, it's weird. I remember that like, there's this weird scene where there's this woman in the snow and this black cat that she has to slaughter. And just, yeah. There's some weird, there's some weird dark shit. shit. Oh, it's very messed up. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I love it. Next up, Contest of Champions. So this was a very short book. Um, yeah. It was kind of a tie-in to the, to the video game. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a fun done one. I feel like one character, um, oh, he's like a... British version the British of Punisher? Punisher? Yeah. He's still around in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he... Where is he now? I just out, saw him in he's something. Like, he's outlaw. Um, can't remember what book US Avengers. Was US Avengers? Okay. Yeah, show up in Paris with uh, that's the right tiger. So he's there. So he's around. So that that is something that still matters. But the book is very much a throwaway. It almost didn't... like. It's almost weird to even see it's listed as part of the whole, new, whole different Marvel now. Because it really doesn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> it's I kind know. of its own thing that's kind of a tie-in, but kind of not. I liked it though. I, I was curious about it at first. Uh, I read it because of Maestro. Because of Maestro, because I really like Future Imperfect, the tie in from yeah. Secret Wars, so I thought this might roll out of that. No. It didn't. Not at all. So then I didn't know if I get Another Al Ewing book. <laughs> yep. He was all over this thing. All over this thing, yeah. <laughs> all over this, this initiative. All right, next yeah. up. Amazing Spider-Man, so that's obviously still going. Yeah. Uh, so this is the big change. This is our list for worldwide with Parker Industries which being... Which may or may not kind of be over now. Um, yeah, or, very true. Or getting close to it. Um, and that's what, like, issue 31, I think, or 32 that this is happening. So, like... 30... Yeah, sure. So, pretty late in the run. Yeah. Um, but it's twice a monthly book, so it's fast. Not anymore. Okay. Or yes and no. Sometimes, sure. sometimes okay. it isn't. Whenever they decide to make it. Um, Giuseppe Camoncoli, I guess, was the artist when it started. Initially. Which I don't remember. Yeah. And now it's Eminem. Yeah. Eminem is gorgeous. Oh. Um, I'd say it's been okay. I wouldn't say it's been great. It's had its good moments. It's had its bad moments. It's lots of run in a nutshell, right? Yeah. Up and down. It's yeah. had some good and like, bad. Remember how we did Jeff Johns for Green Lantern? Yeah. We should probably do a dance lot for Spider-Man. Yeah. I would say... Jeff John's Green Lantern was a lot more highs than lows. No. For the, mm, more highs than lows and much more consistent. I'd say sure. the inconsistency of Dan Slott is its consistency. <laughs> like, because you'll have an amazing issue, yeah. and then the next issue will be bad, and you're like, I don't, what's going on? Because like, the house is the same guy every issue. Um, but it's consistent, and it's him. Uh, it's Dan Slott and doing what he does, and uh, he. I feel like when he's done with Peter will feel like he's told his Peter story. Like, 
his 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 solo Peter run started with brand new day. Uh, sorry, um, uh, big time, big time. And I feel like when he ends, it'll bring him not far off from where big time started. That's my feeling on it. Like there's been highs and lows throughout. I yeah. Mean, and obviously, if, if PI kind of comes down, which makes me laugh that I never noticed the O. The two O's, yeah, I know, right? Which is one of those things where, like, he was tweeting about it, and then, like, it's been there the whole time, guys. Like, I, I don't know, one noticed this. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's, it's one of those little things that, like, he really does like to play the, the long game and a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it hasn't been bad. It's been more often good, or at least readable, than, than bad. Um, I wish it was a little bit stronger at times. I'm still not a fan of the costume. Um, I liked in the most recent one where he had his, uh, his original dozen. His original dozen or eight. I was like, oh man, they look good. And, like yeah. not having that weird spider is, is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's been alright. And clone conspiracy obviously happened in the middle of this. Oh, Spider Verse and clone conspiracy. No, Spider Verse had already like before. Happened. Yeah, Spider Verse was before. Spider Verse was before. Yeah, you're Absolutely. right. You're right. You're right. This right. is okay, after. Sorry. This is after. We have a clone conspiracy. Yeah. There. Yeah. All right. Next up. Carnage. Oh, this book was great. It was three arcs, basically. Uh, I think it lasted 18 issues or so. But Jerry Conway and Mike Perkins. It was, um, the first arc was the best, and I don't think it ever really reclaimed how strong it was in the first arc. The first arc is basically Carnage in an abandoned mine. Um, you've got Man-Wolf. You've got um, Eddie Brock with the toxin symbiote and a bunch of FBI agents, and it's basically a horror comic. Uh, them trying to hunt Carnage and things going really, really badly. And then it involves some demonic stuff at the end, which kind of spilled into the rest of the run. Uh, Jerry Conway had a very clear idea of what he wanted with this. He he did a book back in the 70s called, um, uh, I guess it was just, it was just Dracula. It was basically the Tomb of Dracula. And the point of the Tomb of Dracula was that you had characters like Blade, like Harkness, hunting Dracula. That was it. You had a bunch of cool characters meeting up and trying to hunt the greatest of the vampires. This is basically that. It was, I'm going to put an interesting group of people together, including Toxin and Menwolf, and I'm going to put them against Carnage. Uh, and then also bring in the demonic side, which is uh, the Dark Cold, and that there's this prophecy that Carnage is supposed to do something for the Dark Cold. Uh, I really enjoyed the book. I do think it was the strongest in the first six issues, but it's still an enjoyable run. Huh. Oh, Spider-Woman. Um, Pray your Spider-Woman. <laughs> I know. Um, Spider-Woman is obviously over now. It did end. Um, this is also high up on my list for the best of. Any right, questions? Yes. Baby. Yes, what about the baby? Who's <laughs> daddy? Uh, daddy's a sperm donor. She decided that she uh, did want to have a baby, and she wanted to do it on her own terms, and so she had a sperm donor, and she had... It was the way that they told it, I thought, was so well done, because Captain Marvel... Everyone kept pressing her on who the, who the, who the parent was, uh, and it ended up being just that she decided she wanted to have a child, so she did what she had to do, and so she had a sperm donor, and uh, she had a child. What's baby now? Baby's still in her home. And uh, now you're not. Are you ever going to read this? Do I have to worry about spoilers? No, no, go ahead. Okay. So the porcupine was a character introduced. Well, there had been other porcupines in the past, and I believe this one in particular. Uh, there was a porcupine in Volume One of Spider Woman that she had met, and she kind of beat him up and used him as an informant. But he ended up kind of becoming part of her her group. She had Ben York and the porcupine, and three of them go on adventures, etc. In the course of this run, uh, the porcupine was extremely helpful to her because he had been a dad before, and he was helping her take care of her baby when she had the baby. Plus, badass moment in this book. She's pregnant, about to have the baby, or I think actually had the baby, uh, and she was on a, on a space station. Like the Skrulls or something, right? And fought the Skrulls. Totally badass. Anyway. Because Ren Skrulls have, they have some, some crazy history. Yeah. So, anyway, she has the baby. Uh, uh, the porcupine helps her. Anyways, the porcupine is, quote-unquote, murdered, which... 
when it happened, I was just, I, I remember, I think, emailing Dennis Hopeless, because I had hit him on the show before, being like, I hate you for this. Like, you made me love this character, and then you killed him, the Hobgob, and murdered him. Turns out, he didn't murder him, thank God, because I was so sad. Anyways, now, uh, Porcupine and Spider-Woman are actually in a romantic relationship, which uh, was kind of a surprise, but it felt natural. Anyways, the book is great. Uh, great uh, characterization. Um, the way um, Spider-Woman dealt with Civil War II is really interesting as well, because her and Carol had a major falling out. Uh, as a result, because they really came on different sides of the issue. But um, no, I, I love Spider Woman. I know you'll never read it, but it's, you're missing out. It's great. Spider Man by Miles Morales. By Miles Morales. Sorry. <laughs> Miles Morales. You're, 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 <laughs> you heard me. You heard me. It's not written by Ryan Michael Bendis, it's written by Miles Morales. Um, I don't care much for it. It's been all right. It's yeah. been not, not much more than that. I think taking him away from the Ultimate Universe has made him feel less important. Right. Uh, less yeah. special. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, although, the one good thing I do like about it is the use of gold balls. Yes. I actually really gold like, balls. I love gold balls. I love gold balls. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. I know. And I don't know if you've read Spider-Man 19, but He gold was balls, a very lovable character that came out of all new X-Men. So gold right? balls is in number 19, and he's just like, gold balls, gold balls, gold balls. And he's just, there's balls everywhere so he can protect uh, Miles Morales. It's really cool. Other than that, the book's been very forgettable. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been that great. Um, yeah, it, it hasn't been what I wanted it, or I think what most people wanted it to be, to be honest. I mean, yeah. people who love Miles Morales have not been as enamored with his adventures now. No, I know. I, I, the Ultimate Universe had to end. We all agree, right? Yeah. And I, I appreciate there there are things that you wanted to keep, but maybe it, you didn't need to. No, you needed to keep Miles. I mean, he's too popular, and he's IP, you know? He's, in, he's good intellectual property. You want to keep him amused, you know? Like, people love the character, and I just wish he had a better book. Uh, Spider-Gwen, this is a book where the more it continues, the more I... the less I care. Was she a fad? I think a little. I think when it first started, it felt very fresh and new and exciting, and then I think it wore off relatively quickly. Right. And, um... And the costume looks great, and I think the fact that they've had Spider-Verse and they've had them, the characters kind of jumping through universes all the time, too, just takes something away. I haven't been a big fan. I've read it. Uh, I'm still reading it. I can't say I'm a huge... I love it anymore. I used to love it, and I don't. Yeah. Next up, is it Silk? Uh, Silk. So the Silk is over now. Um, I like this because, although it was just a relaunch and a book that hadn't even gone, I think, six issues... Um, if they put the character in a different place, so you come into it and she's acting bad, and you realize working that she, for Black Hat, right? Working for Black Hat, but it turns out she's working for Shield, but very deep undercover, so no one really knows about it except for Bobby Morse. Um, it was a fun book. It got really crazy. Back, I do like the Mockingbird Peter relationship. They got going and amazing. Ah, uh, it's weird to me just because I'm like used it. to her being with Hawkeye. I like uh, it. Now the thing with Silk is, I would say the last few issues went a little bit too weird because they were in the negative zone and all this weird stuff. I'm like, eh. I don't need this anymore. But the first few issues, or the first arc, I think, were really strong. Clone Conspiracy was interesting for her, too, because she had to deal with a lot of stuff there as well. And we got to see Maddie Franklin come back. But, anyway, move on. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Like, she was one of the big things to come out of um, Spider-Verse. Yeah. And then... No, before that, even. That 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 volume of Amazing Spider-Man. Because in issue number one, is or actually, Original Sin, uh, is where you, you first kind of find out more about her. That's true. But then she comes she out bigger and then, in that, and then yeah. she gets shuffled away. Yeah. She's kind of like the... Uh, uh, that being said, she's so, she's so much better in her own book than she ever was in under Dan Slott. Sure. Because Dan Slott, he created her, but wasn't good at writing her. This just ended. Spider-Man 2099. Uh, ended with issue 25. 
Um, it definitely ended the story in a satisfactory manner. The problem with the book is that it was kind of jumping all over the place. Like, he would jump into the future, but the future was different now, and there was, like, Civil War tie-ins, but not the way you'd expect them to be, because there's, like, Civil War in the future type of thing, and um, it felt like Peter David was kind of throwing a lot of weird stuff at the wall, and it felt like it was kind of losing the path of who the character was and was supposed to be, and I never really got behind this newer costume, because I loved his old costume The so white much. thing, yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, but uh, it ended 25 issues, and then it was over. Um, Where is he now? Uh, the character is North Miguel. in the future. He's back in the future. Back where he belongs. Back to the future. Technically, he died, but he's back to the future. Didn't actually die. Good. But effectively, good, it looks like he good died. for Miguel. Okay. <laughs> good for Miguel. Uh, Web Warriors. Oh, so that was bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. Bad. Uh, Mike Costa. It had one or two issues that weren't bad, um, but the rest were very. Yeah. Anyone hoping this was the exiles of, of Spider-Man characters was, it was no. Was not. It tried to be. I know. Didn't do it failed miserably. No, it yeah. did not. Did not succeed. Yeah. All right. Next. <laughs> Daredevil. Um, so it's funny. I remember not Gambit. Two years ago, I guess it was. Yeah, not Gambit. That's so funny. We had a lot of speculation about that. Um, I remember I talked with uh, Ron Garney, and he was like, "Well, I can't tell you what I'm working on next." And then after the podcast ended, he's like, "Oh, it's, it's Daredevil. Like, oh, that's awesome." So it's been two years, and he's still working on it on and off. Um, it's been good. It's been very good. Um, when it first started, I had a lot of complaints about the fact that no one knew Daredevil's identity anymore. Those were put to rest when we finally figured out how it happened. Um, Charles Sewell knows how to write the character pretty well. And it's a shame that we had to move away from the lighthearted Mike Mar- ah, Mark Wade Daredevil that he'd written for like what, something like 40 issues or something? Like a uh-huh. long time. Uh, actually, maybe even longer than that, almost 50 issues. He'd written Daredevil a long time and was really good at it. And he'd really uh, taken Daredevil from the grime and the muck and the grittiness and made him a lot more fun and engaging. Still dark moments, but it was a lot more lighter kind of book. Um, but with the success of the of the TV series on Netflix, they wanted Daredevil to look like that Daredevil again. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much what they did here, is that they brought him back to his roots, back to Hell's Kitchen, back to kind of the, the dirt and the grime and the, and the grim. And uh, they figured out a way to do it, uh, resetting his identity, which once they revealed it, I was actually pretty happy with. I still don't understand why he changed his costume to be more black, um, I like it, but it works, and I like the blind spot character that they introduced as well. Um, although I think blind spots around now, kind of because of there's things that happen in the book. But um, I said this was this was a, a solid a solid run, and this was a character that was having a very clear relaunch, uh, very different from where he'd been prior to Secret Wars. Absolutely, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, see, so I I don't even know where to start because how many versions of, of the Guardians of the Galaxy have we had now? I guess this one went a lo- little while, and then. Eventually, we got uh, the new one now, the old new Guardians of the Galaxy. This one was when Kitty was in charge, and I guess... And Thing was up there, and... How long did that last? Not very long. No. That weird armor look. I, didn't, I, I have not really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy since Dan Abbott. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, yeah. You know, like, I've read, I've read them all, and I just haven't really gotten behind it. And Kitty being there, I'm glad that she's with the X-Men again as the leader of the Absolutely. X-Men. Absolutely. Like, like, all this stuff, the changes that were kind of big here... I'm glad that they're kind of gone. They went away. Yeah, you know, gang, uh, back to the movie Venom's stuff. Venom's back to normal. Kitty's back to normal. Things back on Earth. Like some neat ideas here to to shake things up a bit. I'll give them credit for that. But yeah, I kind of I read most of Guardians up until the end of Black Vortex, I suppose. And then you know I try to pick up some of the yeah. stuff. And like uh, no, and plus I think there is also a saturation point that we had so much Guardian stuff. Yeah. And so many, like, the solo books and own books, and, well, we're going to get to that. So that, the Drax book was fun. Uh, it didn't last very long. I can't remember how long. 
Um, but it had fun. It was a fun, ridiculous book. Yeah. I don't remember Abe McGinnis being on it that long, though. Or at all, actually. Maybe that changed. Maybe that changed when it actually came out. It was a, kind of a weird book with Drax kind of being around the, the galaxy and him having kind of uh, teaming up. I remember him being in a bar with uh, Terax at one point, and uh, it was fun. It, and I don't think it was ever meant to be a, a, a yeah, book that was going to be... Yeah, was CM Punk writing it and then Colin Bunn? It's, it's going to be something. I, I think we joked that well, we were going to have 200 issues of Drax and Drax on cereal and stuff. Oh, Drax and Karnak. We were oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that didn't last very long. Next. Howard the Duck, number one, yes again, by Chip Zdarsky. So this didn't look... And Howard uh, gets a new hat. I love that. Um, I talked to Chip Zdarsky about that, and he's like, we got to do this. we got to give him a new hat. Like, this is how stupid this is, that we're getting a relaunch already. Like, let's just do something silly. Uh, this was a fun book, and it was until it ended. And I think this is the run of the book that had uh, Leah Thompson in it as well. Okay. Um, which, I, again, got to talk to Chip about a couple months ago when he was on the show. And uh, he said that was one of the most nerve-wracking things, was you know them writing the letter to Leah Thompson's people to be like, can we use your likeness? Because they could do it without it, but it's a lot easier if they ask. Sure. Obviously, and that she was cool with it. And um, that, I guess, uh, Joe Quinones, I believe, um, has a picture where with Leah Thompson that he gave her some of the original art of her. And he had got to meet Leah Thompson, and she was like a lucky bastard. I didn't get to meet her, but uh, yeah, yeah, she, she was gorgeous in that movie. Yeah, so yeah, it was a good book. Uh, Nova, you weren't a big fan. Uh, no, wait, is this the Nova I'm thinking of? No, because there was there have been two runs of Nova. This isn't the one. This is not the one with Richard. This is that was the last one. No, 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 no. See, this is the problem. We should really do this more often than every two years. I know because things change so fast. This didn't last very long, but it was nice to kind of see him with his dad and then find out it wasn't his dad, which yeah, that it, bothered me. It really bugged me, too. Because the whole point of the first run was that got to find, find his dad. Find his dad, yeah. Find, find his dad. It's still not his dad. No. Fuck. Like, I know. It's, yeah. You know, and, and, it's, and it's creepy because, so, like, they found his dad, which wasn't his dad, and you, yeah. if you think deeper into it, what did the dad do to say, you know, like... Yeah. It's just like, why should you do that to, like... There's no point. He, he, no one needed to win and then have it ripped away from him right away. Like, there was no, like... No, it was right away. <sighs> this book didn't last very long. But no. Well, I guess maybe 10 or 11 issues. And then it was Civil War, and then they were like, well, let's launch it again. Yeah. Which they and did. And I think Richard back, and that felt We will way. get there. But, yeah. Next. I, I was sad. Because the, the run prior to this was so good. Yeah. And this book, af, after the dad stuff, which yeah. bugged me, the rest of the book was fine. Okay. Um, but this in- initial thing with the dad, not dad, mm. alien clone thing, yeah. was very disappointing to me. Did okay. Not, not like that. Uh, Star-Lord. Angle. So this was uh, this was the story of, of Star-Lord. This was the, basically the origin. I did not care for it. It was obviously trying to blend together the movie origin. Um, with Didn't the, Bendis just kind of redo it when he started Guardians? He did, but this, this introduced Yondu and the Ravagers, okay. which we hadn't gotten before. Uh, I'm good with this, though. Let's move on. It was, it was very forgettable right. to me. Venom Space Knight, not a very good book. Uh, you know, I will give them credit. They tried something new. They mm-hmm. tried something different that we'd never seen before. It just, I don't think, worked for the character enough, and there's a reason why uh, we have Eddie Brock back in the symbiote, and he looks like normal, or like we would think of as normal for Venom. Um, so mm-hmm. this was an experiment, and I don't think I was down good. with the whole, okay, let's do Flash Thompson, Secret Agent Venom, yeah. but as soon as you launch him into space, it's like, okay, oh, now I, you've gone to a Trust whole me, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, so this is a weird book, um, <laughs> but it was fun, and I, I can't remember his name, but the giant monster was my favorite. Um, it had some great covers with him, and then it ended uh, when... Uh, monkey? 
Yeah, and it ended when the standoff happened, but we'll still see the team from time to time. And they definitely went deep into the whole Dugan is a is a is an LMD, which had been happened like I think wasn't that original sin kind of show that, or is it after original sin they kind of showed that Dugan has been dead, and it's just his consciousness keeps waking up in new LMDs. LMDs. Yeah, and now he knows about it. Yeah, move on. It was, it was good. It was fun. Agents of Shield. I feel like this didn't last very long. This was the relaunch of the Shield book uh, by Guggenheim. And it was interesting, but I don't think... So you had the TV show cast in this at this point, right? Yeah, they already the were. They were in the previous book. This oh, was okay. the second Shield. Oh, okay. Well, this, yeah, excuse that's me. A, that's what I mean. We, we already had a bunch of these. I'd move on. It didn't last very long. Uncanny and Humans. You know, okay. I'm not, a huge, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the movie Mean Girls. But you know how the, the most common people thing that people always quote for that movie is, uh, stop trying to make fetch happen? Stop trying to make Inhumans happen. It's not happening. Um... I don't even know. Well, this is two years ago. So much has happened with the Inhumans since then. Well, no I couldn't right. even tell you what what iteration of this book this was. Um, uh, forgettable, I think, is at the end of the yep. day. Yeah, there's been 100%. too much of it. Karnak. Here's our Karnak. I know. <laughs> but um, you had said before when we first looked at this, said Warren Ellis has his Karnak story to tell. He'll tell it. It is what it is. Done. Yeah, so it was right. it was delayed forever. Had so many delays, and by the end of time it ended, I don't think anyone even noticed it ended uh, because it had been so delayed. Um, and it was over, and I don't, it was kind of like, he did Moon Knight, and then he walked away, but Moon Knight's big enough to have other people come in and write stories. Karnak was never going to be that, so no. we only ever got one story, and it was okay, but again, I couldn't tell you how it ended, because I know it, I read it, but it pro- probably read it months and months after the previous issue, so by then, so forget about any momentum would have lost. Also Wolverine versus Hulk. Oh, worse than that. <laughs> uh, Angela, <laughs> Queen of Hell. Now, the ramifications of this are being felt in other places now. Um, I can't remember where now, but... Uh, I'm trying to find this. Are you can find this for me? You want to read this? Yeah, I want to read this. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, they alluded to something to it in a, in yes, a story that's, issue. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Because yeah, the hell is different. And yeah. The fact that Angela was... Yeah, so... I don't... I know you're not going to like it. I'll tell you this now. Fair I, enough. I've read it, and there's certain <laughs> relationship things in here, and I'm like, there's no way Paul will like this. Okay. Uh, if I can find it for you, yeah, I will put it in front of you, right. but you will not enjoy it. Great. Good to know. Move on. <laughs> will do. What else we got? Squadron Supreme. This was a book that started with a bang because you had them murdering uh, Namor, beheading him, and you had them destroying Atlantis. And then the book kind of went weird. Literally, it went the weird world. Um, and then from there, I can't even remember. Like, there was a whole arc where the idea that Namor was going to come back to life, which he ended up doing, but I couldn't even tell you how it ended. Uh, it's, here, the Hyperion. It was a weird version of Squadron Nighthawk. Supreme, all from different, yeah, all from different universes. Um, it never really, I think, met its potential. So I'm gonna move on. Great, extraordinary uh, X-Men. Man, what a letdown this book was. Yeah, well, I could tell that. Oh my god, what a heaping pile! This whole book, everything about it was garbage. Limbo, all the weird the stuff. The whole concept, everything about it. The art by Ramos never really fit for the X-Men. No, uh, I never liked his his take on Nightcrawler. No, nope. uh, with the weird armor, the weird and stuff. armor stuff. Uh, I didn't mind the beard on Colossus. No, that was the one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that's a that's For a win. That's a win. Yeah, oh I love man. that Russian beard. Everything about the book was just so. It just it, it wasn't what we expected from Lemire. No, we expected different. Yeah, because we have high expectations from uh, this, this whole writer little from era of, of X Men. Just forgettable shit. The Mpox comes. Yeah, our move. We keep getting allusions to some big bad thing that a Cyclops did, which. When we finally find out, it's not really much no, of anything. No, no. Uh, yeah, no. Move on. Yeah, did not deliver. Not, see, sh- not sure, Nick. What's your next X-Men book that's listed? 
Uh, Uncanny. Uncanny. See, this was good, even though it should have been X-Force or a Brotherhood or something. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty good book, though. Mm. You can't argue with the way uh, it looked. Colin Bunn and Greg Land were a good creative team. They had a yeah, solid take on the are. characters. It just I think the main problem with you is for the name. If it wasn't called Uncanny X-Men, would you have enjoyed this? Yes. Yes, you would have. Yeah, I, I, we had this argument when we, we when it first saw it. I'm tired of the bad guys being my X Men. Okay, right? Being okay. my goddamn X Men. It was good. My perfect X Men. It was good though. Mm, Next, all new X Men. Probably the best was, of the bunch. Better. Though. It was a fun was book. Better. We all um, like pickles. Oh, pickles was awesome. Um, they had a few. The costumes really, were atrocious. Ah, I didn't care. They were. Atrocious. They had a few really standout issues. They had. Um, but Eminem had such nice, clean costumes for these guys. I know. And he threw them away like two issues later. I like, know. And there are already like and their third set of costumes. Like I know the X Men change oh, quite it's often. Crazy, it's, yeah. It's probably ridiculous, but for fuck's sake. Um, yeah. Well, I would say is that so they did have that one issue with uh, the Toad and Cyclops, which was that's pretty heavy. Very heavy. Pretty that was crazy. Yeah. Um, but oh, fuck, they fuck with Toad so many times now. They have a flaming tongue now or something. Second but that was cool. Features. That one issue though, underneath the street. <clears throat> Sorry, yes, him and him and Cyclops there was pretty. Um, crazy. The first arc with the whole ghost of Cyclops thing was kind of interesting. Again, would have meant more if what Cyclops did seemed worse. But yeah. the idea that Cyclops trying to kind of lose himself and not because of what he looks like and being haunted by what the older Cyclops did, which is a great perception of the character. Mm-hmm. This guy who is always known who he is to a certain degree. Like he, I mean he. We never really get to see Cyclops doubt himself that often, and seeing a future version of himself become something so uh, ghastly to him. Yeah. Because he hasn't had to go through what the real Cyclops, or the adult Cyclops says. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see how he would react to that and want to retreat from that, which was cool. Seeing Beast kind of become a, the leader of the X-Men is kind of interesting, too, because you don't have uh, Gene around either. You just have Beast kind of leading no. the team. Him eventually learning magic no, is wait, kind of different Yeah, it's well. kind of an interesting take, too. I didn't like the Apocalypse issues very much, but that's the kind of one takeaway gets from it, is the magic. Yeah, but uh, overall, I'd say the run was successful, and it, it was nice Do to you kind like of... Laura and Warren together? I'm okay with it. Okay. I think it's interesting because... Wolverine and Angel had a really bad history for the, like when they f- were first kind of on the team together like Angel was like I'm not going to be on the team because of this lunatic so the fact that he ends up dating her clone is kind of interesting a younger version of him and the one thing I did like with, with Bailey's art on this it did make it feel like it was still a different universe like, yes. like an ultimate, you know, ultimate there's its own little pocket stage. yeah yeah. do you, or do you regret uh, not uh, realizing that Apocalypse Wars was not a <laughs> yes is not a traditional crossover <laughs> yes and just thematic only <laughs> yes I did regret that very much. Uh, Old Man Logan. This is a amazing book. Yes, it uh, I would say until twenty fifth issue. Um, okay, have you read all of it? No. Okay. No, Damn I'm it. fine. I will say the last arc. There's three chapters of it that I thought were utter garbage. Okay. Only not because they were bad, because they felt like there was the same story beats exactly. He's in a different time. He has to figure out where he is, and then he's shunted forward. It's basically each issue for three issues. Like, I was just like, I'm not getting anything new here. I'm getting the same story beat. And then the fourth issue happened, and it was absolutely beautiful. Because, are you going to read it? Yes. Okay, I can't spoil it then. (laughs) Um, I thought it was beautiful because it felt like, first of all, it really capped off who he is and the fact that you can't go home again. Um, in In a way that made sense for the character and really drew to a close what Jeff Lemire was trying to tell with Old Man Logan. This guy who originally when the when the book started wanted to try and fix his future. So he's going around with his hit uh, list yes, absolutely. trying to fix things because he's like, well, but then as he realizes, this past. isn't my, this isn't my past. past. Yeah. Things are different um, so I can't change my future or my past. My past is the way it is. Um, and that really gets underlined in the last arc 
in a really beautiful way, and it feels very earned in that the idea is that this is a man who finally can start living. If the first one of five issues were summed up, it's a man who thought his life was over and trying to think that he could fix his old life and then realizing he has to come to terms with it and he has to be able to live his own life again and that his family would want that for him, to him stop obsessing over his past and, and actually move forward in his own future, which is beautiful. It's a great story. And then you have issue 26, which says, fuck that. Um, let's... Let's let's like the current arc that just started, or maybe it was issue twenty-five. I can't remember the numbering, but uh, basically, kind of brings in um, you know the, the the banner children again to like the current continuity in a certain way, and it just felt like after the, the last issue of Lemire's run, it was beautiful bow that was put on this story, and then they're just like, no, nope, we're not really done with doing that type of story. Let's let's bring these types of things back yeah. in. That's the biggest problem you have a creative team. I know, but right? it just feels like, and it's just such a tonal shift because you have this beautiful ending. It's kind of like how I feel about Greg Pak, that's tying a nice bow on Banner, on, on Banner yeah. and then two weeks later he gets an arrow in the head. Yeah. I'm still very torn on Old Man Logan even being here. I, I, that story was so unique on its own and yeah. highest place. And then you had the little cute uh, time for Secret Wars. Fine, fine, fine. But I didn't feel you needed to bring him to the 616. And I still agree with you. Um, it's so interesting, too. Jeff Lemire writes him here in Old Man Logan, and he wrote him in Extraordinary. And it was like a different writer was writing him. Yeah. Like, he wrote him with such pathos in Old Man Logan, and such nuance. And again, he was so full of depth. And then you read him in Extraordinary, and you're like, he's just... He just surface. He's, he's nothing. No. Um, and I feel like it's unfortunate that he's around because the, Old Man Logan is where you should really get the actual the story of him. And it's so good. And then you shouldn't read him anywhere else. Like Everything else just diminishes the importance of that character and makes him just another Wolverine. Uh, which is, I guess, your problem with it. Is that, yeah. you know, the, that version of the character is so unique. It's so different. Right. Uh, especially because the whole point of the original Old Man Logan story is a guy who's become a pacifist. At the very end, he's been pushed so, so far... He can't be that anymore. He yeah. has to kind of let out the beast again. Exactly. And Old Man Logan is him having unleashed the beast and now dealing with, like, what if I'd done things differently in the past? What if I could have saved my family? What if I didn't have this vow? What if I could have done differently? Um, and, again, you have to get through the entire arc to kind of understand right. everything he goes through, but it's just such a, I would say this is this is a big winner for me. I don't know. I, I think it's bad. I just feel like, though, because... The original Wolverine has been gone for so long, mm. and he's now been shoehorned in. You're almost kind of in a position where well, people just forget about real Logan. Logan's dead, and he, he's now your new Logan, and he's gonna just pretty much, depending on where you read him, gonna feel like that Logan but older. Yeah, which he does. You know, in no, some of the books he does. Right? He absolutely. So does. Like, okay. Well. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. They like to say, "Oh, but Logan's been dead." I'm like, "Is he really though? Like, we have this other Logan." So like. Yeah. You know, we're not really Wolverine-less. He doesn't not exist. And then you got you know, Hudson, too, right now. Yeah, you got his son. Uh, so you got old new Wolverine, uh, which I really enjoy. It's been a lot of fun seeing how Tom Taylor's written her and uh, the fact that you had other clones of, of uh, another, other X-23 clones, basically. Um, that first arc was really good because, you know, you get, this, you get to kind of fall in love with these other clones, these other elements of her personality, and then things happen, and... Uh, Gabby, the youngest one, is kind of still with her, and uh, they have a, I forget the name now, but they have a pet Wolverine. 
um, as well. Oh, an actual okay. Wolverine. Yeah, I, I've been trying to kill like, a pump feather from some justice work, but I haven't sucked me into Wolverine to Laura for some reason. So. Well, I think the big reason why I like it and why you have problems with it is because you were a Laura fan already. And you liked her as X-23, yeah. you liked her in different places. Whereas I never really gave a damn about the character, and this was the first time I really liked Laura. And so, but I'm I'm liking Laura as Wolverine. I'm liking her with her this weird sister of hers. Whereas you're coming at it from a different perspective of I was already a Laura fan. This isn't the Laura necessarily I knew. This is the yeah, Laura in a different direction. Uh, I knew I like Laura as X23. Here, having her as Wolverine, written this way, having these teams up team ups with these other Marvel Universe characters. That's not how I view the character. That's not. I don't think she's earned that. I'm a, not, that's why I'm, a, I'm putting a lot of words in your mouth, but I think that's maybe your problem. No, it, it's probably not an unfair assessment, right? Like, messing her ass movie doesn't make sense, because it does, right? It makes a lot of sense. Um, he's gone, he's, she would honor the legacy. Yeah. Because of the relationship they built up between the two characters. That, yeah. Like, like he's her father, so... Exactly, yeah. Huh. Next up, Deadpool, Jerry Dugan. Still did. Yep. Um, now, what's interesting is that you have no idea knowing it from here, but this is where you introduced the Mercs for Money. Uh, which became their own book, which didn't last that long. But um, and Jerry Dugan, I believe, is still a writer on it too, and he's still doing yeah. a good job. It's still fun. Yeah, it's no, still I've fun. been I've been loving the Secret Empire issues. Uh, those um, are, as I said, off podcast. The first issue where he takes up Coulson is I found chilling. Yeah, like it was so good, and I was just like, like obviously they'll figure out a way, or Coulson will be back to life. Like things don't ever end, right? Sure. But it was harrowing. Like I was just like, no way. Like it was just. Again, we're so used to Deadpool being played so much for laughs that when you see him do something really upsetting, you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah, like that. Because he's still like a solid mercenary. He's good at what he does, right? Yeah, it's good moments in uh, Canyon Adventures as well. Absolutely. Um, We like to forget about those things, but yeah. Yeah. Next up, who we got? Was that it? Was that everything in this in this catalog? Uh, Yeah, because then we got all this stuff about Battle World, which uh, had already happened. That's the catalog. Wow, look at that. It's interesting because there's a bunch of books that ended up... Uh, um, I feel like there's a couple books that I guess came out after the catalog had already been announced. Because I, I feel like... Didn't we eventually get um, a Weird World book? There was a Weird World ongoing. Was there? Yeah. It was, hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was after... It's interesting. So I guess that's, that's it for uh, Only All Different. It is. <laughs> so, let's see, we're, uh, originally I was like, oh, we're going to do this an hour, and I'm pretty sure, uh, pretty sure we're, we're past that now. Um, do you want to talk about Marvel now? We're, we're an hour and 16 in. Should we, should we go for podcasts, right? Uh, we, no, this, this is going to be one big one. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to truncate us a little, and I th- also think that there's not as much to talk about, uh, yeah. with Marvel, the kind of Mar- shadow of Marvel. This is the divided, right? Is the, yeah. Uh, so. Tagline on this one. The divided we stand and we had that yeah. again more art but it was oh, not we're, good we're, we're, yeah that's Diodato Diodato did not do a great job no again. Uh, so it's interesting yeah this, okay, divided, well, we we stand, this one. divided we stand so the first one we had Thin Fang is that is that Foom? it's gotta be for Monsters Unleashed it's gotta oh be yeah Monsters Unleashed right. and you had the right. Mercs for Money Mercs for Money okay Cable yes what the fuck did he do? nothing nothing uh, he was still around in Uncanny Avengers. But time. nothing. No, he didn't. These are much. major players who are going to be part of something. Right? Oh, he is? Nothing. It took a year. <laughs> nothing. No, he didn't do anything. Nothing. Like, okay, Hydra Cap, we get it. Yeah. Right, Gamora had her own book. Great. Yeah. We got Black Panther the, had his own book. These guys got their own books. Very. He's talking about the Mercs from Money. Briefly, Mercs from Money. Yeah, sorry, Slapstick, uh, uh, is Solo, that, is that and Hand Killer. So... <laughs> 
it's it's Thor, but it's ultimate Thor, right? Yeah. So I guess it's a weird allusion to um, the hammer, the the hammer, I suppose. Maybe Electra did get a book. Electra did get a book. We, well, no, Mary Hale and Captain Marvel had a big deal. They're just Jones, I assume. Yeah, the last she got a book. Yeah. Okay. Um, so everyone, for the most part, except for Cable. Yeah, but even these, even the Mercs for Money, they all got ongoings. Yeah. Max, yeah. what, six issue ongoings? Oh, Max, they yeah. Got, they got nothing, right? Not like, and the Monsters Unleashed, you had the thing, right? Yeah. But, and even Infamous Iron Man, what, like, outside of his own Isn't little, there another one of these, though? His, there is. But outside of the Bendis bubble. Okay. What, and one issue of Avengers. So let's talk about the other one. Let's talk about the other one. Okay, now the here, I guess the, the good side, I don't know. Mosaic got his own book. He had the new Unstoppable okay, but Wasp. Mosaic's supposed to be the next big thing. I know. He Useless. is technically, Nick Spencer's like, I'm still using this guy. Uh, Riri writes, writes center in an armor that she never really wears. Well, it was the guy's the first armor she designed before she yeah. became Ironheart, I suppose. But, but yeah, and it's interesting. So you got like Hulk, but it, it's Amadeus, but it doesn't look like Amadeus. It's a very sloppy, yeah, because he has the armor. Even Doctor Strange isn't wearing like his proper outfit. No, he's wearing his old outfit with the axe, but he should be wearing his, his current duds, right? Miss Marvel's still there. You got Cape Bishop. You're missing Nova here. I don't want to know in here. You got Moon. Uh, first part of the show, Pro- Prowler's there. Yeah, because he got a brief book. Yeah, a brief book, but which I really liked. Okay, you got Miles Spidey, but not. Unstoppable Wasp, but then Nadia, she's still there. Gwen Pony character I don't care for. They changed her name, by the way. She was Nadia Pym, now she's uh, Nadia Van Dyne. When did that? Just happened. When? This past month. Oh. Basically, the idea that they found, they were able to prove, I guess there was an issue in the, the comic. Wait a minute, what? What? I thought that she was from a different she mother. Is. So she's been living with, with Janet. Um, she never met her dad, never met her parents at all. She finally got DNA testing to prove that she is who she says she is. Um, and they were, I guess she didn't have any idea or anything because she was raised in, by the, you know, by the, the Soviets or by the Russians. So, right room, right? so yeah. they were re- registering for her for everything. And so they needed a last name. And so she, you know, went with Van Dyne because she had a real kinship with, with, Janet. Uh, with Janet and Janet huh. kind of acting as her mother figure and taking care of her and, and trying to help her out and like get her set up and everything and uh, give her a job and give her a place to be and to invent and uh, taking in her friends that she just met in, in that book and so she's like oh. I, I, this is the name I want I mean Pim is who I am but I don't know him I never met Hank and uh, I want to I, I respect you I want to be a Van Dyne so it's just cool <laughs> so first up in this catalog Avengers 1.1 so this was just a miniseries uh, it was just. I mean, it would be. Yeah, but it does it does bring in a character that they're going to use in the Avengers book. This Avengers X character. Yes. Um, it was an okay, fun, kind of fun done in one kind of series. Uh, you have Cap and his kooky quartet, um, in dealing with what 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 do you do when the Avengers who were Thor and Giant Man, Hulk and Iron Man leave, and you got this weird assemblage of people. Um, it, it was fun, and Barry Kitson, beautiful art, and Mark Wade, you can't really go wrong. He is a good. Even his worst is still pretty great. Champions is a book that's launched super strong out of the gate, um, but has it, slowed down. It has slowed down. It definitely wants to be a better message, and I respect it, but also find at times I kind of just want them to be kids doing superhero things and not just trying to be about their message. Um, and them going up against what was that team called? The freelancers. The freelancers. I didn't really care for them either. Um, but the first few issues, like the issue where they have the, the campfire, uh, talking yeah. about like what's your special power, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought it was really fun. Like it felt like that's how teenagers who were superpowers would actually react to each other and, and talk to each other. Like um, I like that Viv's there, and it's an interesting dynamic. Um, when she kisses Amadeus is really like a great scene. Humberto Ramos's artwork feels so much more at home here. It does um, it because works. doing young, vibrant characters. 
Um, it's been a lot of fun. I like it. It's, is the consensus on this book still very positive? I think it's for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I, see, I still disagree with the champion's name. I still feel the New Warriors kind of would have made more sense. Better. But, yeah. but obviously, he made champions make sense for the context of the of the book. Yes. Like they're actually using that as their brand, and there's a reason for their calling the champions. So it's not like a like a just a, they're titling the book that way. Like the characters themselves have a reason to be called the champions. Right. And I like that um, because when we first saw this, my number one complaint was the name. I was like, are they just trying to keep the IP? That they have the IP to the name oh, now because for a while they didn't have. Some of it might be that. But. They didn't used to have access to the name because the, there was a copyright lapsing. Uh, but this felt like Mark Wade found a reason to use the name and make it make sense in universe, and it felt real. So I liked it. And even like the change the world motto is still true. That's very good. Yeah, it's been an enjoyable book. Um, and Cyclops works surprisingly well. He does. Yeah, yeah, really well. It's again. It's he seems a little younger here than he does in the other books, but um, I'll yeah. take it. I'm yeah. okay with it. Um, crap, I plant in this book and I forgot what it was. It's okay. Welcome back to me. Oh, so Instagram Empire. Yes, having these these kids and they're fresh and they're young and they're and they're trying to find themselves and they're trying to yeah you know and they're tired of the the big boys doing the crap. Mm-hmm. So so then working with Natasha and then being these assassin-y, undercover-y, yeah. operative-y kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Did that work for you? Yeah. You okay with that? I think only because they constantly question what they're doing. If the characters didn't question and keep getting pushed to their breaking point and feel like, we can't do this, we can't do this, this isn't who I am, this isn't who we are. The fact that they keep doing that, they keep hammering that point home, makes it okay to me. Because they're not just blindly following Black Widow. They're actively saying, we don't want to do this. They're actively saying, we shouldn't be doing this. And they still do it, though. But they're kind of... They feel pushed. And they feel like there's no other option. And Secret Empire is about pushing characters to, into, into uncomfortable places. Uh, and I feel like it succeeds in that level. And the fact that, you know, especially with Secret Empire, you have Spider-Man thinking he has this destiny that he never thought was possible because he thought he'd stopped it. And then he realizes, no, I haven't stopped it. There's... This is that wasn't what it was. This is what it this is now, yeah. and the fact that they've been able to use that again. We 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 like to slag Secret, uh, Civil War Two as not being a, that most that enjoyable book. Um, Secret Empire has redeemed aspects of it, and that's a big one. And we're seeing that played out in Champions as well. And this this whole thing is post Secret War Civil War Two, right? Yeah, this yeah. I mean, Civil War Two took forever to end, so yeah. who knows how the, the actual timeline was? Uh, Occupy Avengers. I liked it. It's it's fun. It's different. What do you think? No? Have you read it? I, I've only read a couple of issues it's, that are Secret Empire, to be honest, which is the end of the book, I believe it's it? over now. It's over now, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and Hawkeye kind of left the team to do his own thing in Secret Empire, but um, the characters, I think, kind of ended up going out on a high note, but I think died at the end. Like It was kind of like the last episode of Angel, where you have the, the forces of hell, and Angel's just like, let's get to work, I want the dragon, and then that, it, it, they're running forward, they're, they know they're about to die, and it just ends. And I've never read the comic that continued it, but um, it was such a great interesting point to leave it at because you can kind of use your imagination to fill in the blanks you don't always need to have it be a, an ending with a bow on it absolutely Just, yeah, yeah and I feel like that's how they ended on Occupy Avengers you had a lot of bad things going going wrong with Hydra and you had the team that Clint had slowly been kind of assembling this weird grouping of people and they kind of went out on a high note um, they went down fighting so I actually liked it uh, and Red Wolf finally got to appear yay Red Wolf yay uh, Avengers by Mark Wade and Mike Del Mundo they're still working together 
Uh, Mike Del Mundo, I still don't think is the right fit for an Avengers book. It's just his, his take is, is a little right. weird and crazy. That being said, the first arc was pretty fun with um, uh, what is the Kang story. Episode? Yeah, this um, is Iron Man looking. Thing? It is Iron Man, but they make it look all weird here <laughs> on the cover here. I guess they were trying. He was to, never in the book, wasn't he? No, well, I don't even know what that is. He's a, he's a C, he's yeah at this point. Oh yeah, so I don't know what that is because you got Nadia, you got Hercules, you got Thor, and you're missing Sam. Spidey. Yeah, so I don't know what that weird armor thing is. Something they were going to do and they, they dropped it. Maybe. By the time you count. So, speaking of Spidey, that was my only main issue with this book. Is that Spidey... Is an idiot? Yeah. Yeah. Like, P- Peter Parker, but not current Peter Parker, right? Yes. Oh, it, yeah. It fit a different version of him... But not this ...ten one. years ago, yeah. but not It also today. feels like we're just going to have a rotating cast of people who are going to fund the Avengers versus Deadpool, not Spider-Man, like, really... Yeah, I'm fine, whatever. I didn't have a big issue with that. Um, I actually did my Hercules in this book. I thought he was actually kind of fun. Um, also, a little bit of comic relief. Yeah, um, it's still good. But I just the, the, the Kang stuff was hard to follow. I had to read that arc a few times of to the follow art, it. Art was part of it, but even the story was... Time travel is always funny. I was okay with the story. Right? I Although I do think that at times, Mike Delmondo was the right artist for the weirder shit that happened in that story. Mm-hmm. The, the weird Kangs at the end of time and all the weird faces. Like, yeah. Then I was like, alright, that's what Delmondo does. And it's hard to imagine someone else doing it that weird. Next. We got Uncanny Avengers. So that again, this was just going strong. It wasn't even a new direction. It yeah. was just this is what's coming up next with the, basically the team leaving Cap behind and doing their own thing to stop Red Skull. Going rogue. And I uh, love Deadpool. I drop them to the yeah. ground. No. But all right, yeah. So no real changes there. No changes there. Just kept moving. Yeah. All right. Move on. Good book. Uh, U.S. Avengers, which again just picked up. Yeah. Just picked up from um, uh, New Avengers. But pretty sure when you team, like look at the old cover. Who was it, mighty? It had changed you throughout. Keep Squirrel Girl, you keep the Costa. Yeah, Cannibal, which makes sense because they're buddies. If you read it, you would have noticed that most, of, except for the, the 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 new version of the kind of the Red Hulk, everyone was on the team at the time of New Avengers disbanding. Oh, so okay. the team had evolved and changed throughout. So, like, yeah, that's that, that makes sense. And again, it's I love how Al Ewing loves the Costa, and is giving him so much cred. And this book just continues that. It's a lot of fun. Love the art in this book. Yeah. And the Medina, so it's a, so it's a launch, but not a real launch, because it's basically just picking up new events. Yeah, it's just Al just running with it's it, It's just right? changing a name. Give me the Costa and any B-list morons you don't want anymore, I will make, him, make a book yeah. out of it. Right? and he makes this new yeah. Red Hulk work. He's not the, the first no, That's not one. Ross, yeah. No, it's not Ross. Was he Maverick or something? Yeah, Maverick something. Yeah. Sounds about right. Ultimate Squared, another Al Ewing relaunch for no reason. Yeah. Um, different artwork to Ravel Foreman instead of Kenneth Rockefort. Um, still a great book. In fact, I would say it's better than the first run. Um, they're building up to a lot of crazy concepts. Um, a lot of and no really, change of roster here, right? No, not really. No, um, they work for Galactus, kind of. They work for the Lifebringer. No, it's been really good. It's been great. Next, Great Lakes Avengers, just a miniseries. Uh, yeah, but it was fun. It was. That's all Great Lakes is, right? That's they're they're past every, that way. Yeah, I don't think I, I want an ongoing. No, you don't need one. Not for them. They come in, they do a nice little fun yeah. arc, and you see them. Later. I did like that. Now the squirrel girl is kind of a big deal. That they're walking around uh, with a photo of her. Yeah, cute. Uh, I thought that it's was great. Touch. No, it was fun. It was a good book. Uh, a lot of crazy things. Squadron Supreme. So again, this was I guess fun ending their their run. Basically, I think this was their last arc. The whole finding Namor work, and uh, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I read it. It was very forgettable. But Nightmare's back now. It's it happens. Okay. So Thunderbolts came out of Standoff, which is in the kind of the, the year 
between Only Little Different and this. Yes. Um, the writing was fine. The artwork by John Mowen is so atrocious. <laughs> it's so bad. And I believe he's the one doing the upcoming Cable Next First book, which makes me so sad. Because he has a 90s aesthetic, but it's but it's not good. Like, his his proportions are off, his... His storytelling is 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 just lo- very loose. It's not very good. The story in Thunderbolts was good. Jim Zub did a great job. The the artwork is just not good at all. Um, and the only originally launched it was very like '90s Thunderbolts art. Yeah, but, for, but, right? but much worse. Yes. Um, and it was interesting because this is definitely leading up to uh, Secret Empire. Yeah. Uh, so this book basically theoretically went on hiatus when Secret Empire happened. They've said that it wasn't technically canceled, but. People don't necessarily think it's going to come well, back. Well, they've they slaughtered a bunch of the team. Bucky done. And Kobuk's spread out. Like Kobuk yeah. was the main character in this book. She was shattered. Yeah. Uh, Bucky is quote unquote dead. We saw him kind of die in Secret Empire. So yeah, uh, yeah. we shall see. We, you shall see sooner than most. T bolts. Uh, oh look, it's Riri. Yeah. Okay. Yay. As the book has progressed, I have come to enjoy it a little bit more. I do think it, it suffers from bendicitis, <laughs> um, but he definitely seems to love the character, and that is coming through in the, in the, in the writing, at least. That he likes this character and wants the character to progress and do well. He's, he's trying to make her work, and yeah. I guess... I'm not against people it. People have taken to her. Yeah. I, I just can't do it, man. Okay, I just move on. I don't care. Uh, Infamous Iron Man was a, a big launch because of what happened with um, with Tony in Civil War Two. Uh... I just don't get it. <laughs> like, I, I love, first of all, I love the idea that after Secret Wars, Doom gets repentant and decides to be a good guy. All right, that's cool. Yeah. That's a cool concept. Him having to be Iron Man to do it bugs me, and the and, and I don't think that Alex Malev is the right artist. No. Because I love Malev, don't get me wrong. Like, he put him on certain books, like, he'll, he'll do a great job. His Daredevil is one of my favorite versions of Daredevil. Absolutely. Um, seeing him on a book like Iron Man or Infamous Iron Man does not work for me. I don't I don't like his armor. It looks so drab and boring. Armor should look cool. Yeah, it's, Especially it's silver in a case, right? freaking Doctor Doom. Like, you know, know. it should look awesome. Um, the story's been a bit meandering, but I do kind of like the idea of the thing kind of trying to go after him. Um, the whole fact that they brought in the maker, but it had him talking to the thing, but not really... It didn't really go anywhere. Like it was like, what was the point of even bringing in this alternate th- uh, Reed for that? Well, you're trying to put a spin on. Now you have Victor fighting Reed, and who's good, and who's bad, right? Yeah, Which but is... even then, they're not really getting there yet. Like it's yeah. taking forever to get to the point. Um, it hasn't worked for me. Iron Doom, though, great character in Exiles. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's a good point. I almost forgot about that. Uh, what else we got here? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, another. It doesn't feel that different. It's a different different creative team, uh, so that's why they gave it a new launch. Um, well, I was even before it went to Mighty. Wow, I didn't realize it. Yeah, I forgot that it's been through a bunch. A third one now. Jeez, too least. many Captain Marvel books. Like, why would you keep the original numbering at that point? I don't know. Weird. It is weird. Yeah. Hawkeye. Again, this is only a year ago, and I almost don't remember this anymore, so I actually don't remember this Hawkeye well, This is, uh, what's her nuts? Uh, Bishop. Yeah, it's Kate Bishop. Yeah. Um, actually, hold on. Is this the book that's on number nine now? It's been good. See, I have to think about it and think which which book is this. But but hasn't like like these Hawkeye books live in this little Hawkeye bubble? Kind of. <laughs> really? Her, 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 her is she's doing her own thing, and uh, time to time will come. She's one of the few young Avengers to keep any kind yes, of absolutely uh, momentum going. Yeah, and she's got relationships outside of the Young Avengers. She's good friends with America Chavez, like. 
because they were Young Avengers together, actually, on one of the versions of the team. Okay. So, yeah, it's been a fun little book, but, you know, nothing hugely important. Captain America, Sam Wilson, hashtag take back the shield. Again, we've already talked about it. Like, Absolutely. It just, it it just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers. So again, the same cap. It's yeah. funny that, in the, again, in between Only Little Different and this Marvel Now Shattered, uh, you had the launch of a new Captain America, Steve Rogers book after Standoff. Uh, and obviously the big flip there was that now he's an agent of Hydra, which is cool. I still think it's the story. I, I told you this off podcast before that I wish that they would take all the flashback elements and just make those like their own issue. Like, all the different flashbacks to show how his history is different now. Yeah. I wish they would kind of remix them into one comic. That would be kind of cool. Because it basically is, like, because you were getting, like, they were progressing in time, so you could easily just snip them all out and remix them. I'm sure someone online has taken pirated versions and done that. I know that some someone did that for a 52 once upon a time, where if you just wanted the Black Adam story, someone remi- remixed it, so you only had the Black Adam story. And, oh, cool. And, like, in yeah, this yeah. pirated format, but you, you could just read the Black Adam story. And so everything that he was in, or that actually impacted his story, you would only get that. Which is a very interesting way to read that book because there was elements of that book fifty two, where you would have no Captain, uh, sorry, no Black Adam, That's true. like issues and issues, and so if you, that was the storyline you loved the most, you'd be like, well, where am I going to get my Black Adam? Yeah. So it's kind of cooler that someone actually took the time. So I wonder if someone will ever do this or if Marvel will ever do it. I would love it if they did. Marvel I, won't, but I'm sure someone else will. I, why wouldn't they though? Like that'd be so cool. Like Marvel. Like, uh, you could call it, I don't know, anything you wanted, Captain Hydra, like the, the, the true origin <laughs> story. Like, I don't know, like, something cool. Anyway, next. It's been good. It has been good. Uh, Silver Surfer, which I believe has not been cancelled yet? Because I think it is ending soon. I can't remember, because it has its own kind of schedule. You hate it, I love it. Crayons. Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther continues. I've not been a huge fan. Um, and his crew... Well, this is it's a, yeah. I'm I'm fine with that. They they've had him built like with these characters before with Luke Cage, um, Misty, and, and Storm. It's not like this is new for the characters. Um, and you've also had the the tie-in or not the tie-in, the World of Wakanda book, I believe. I have not loved it. I don't think it's my favorite take on Black Panther. I think uh, the best take on Black Panther is uh, Priest's version, but it's okay. I've never read a Black Panther book. Like my like outside. No, I think I own, I've owned one. Really? It Which was one? a Civil War tie-in, I think. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Like, Move on from Black Panther, then. <laughs> but honestly. Jessica Jones? Jessica okay, Jones. there she is. So she finally got a book. Um, I didn't like it at first. I've come to enjoy it more. Um, at first, this, is, this is Netflix. Point out, right? Wasn't it? Well, it was obviously meant to bring her back to her Netflixy roots. Yeah. And at first I really didn't like that because... The character had progressed beyond where she was when she was a private investigator doing her own thing. Where she's is? been a superhero. She's had a kid. Her and Luke Cage have a kid. They still have a kid, right? They still do. Okay. Iron Man and Iron Fist kind of had them still kind of together. Jessica Jones shows that she's done something. The kid's in hiding, and or with someone in hiding, and her and Luke are estranged. We then find out eventually, thankfully, that they're not that, that she did it as part of like a deep undercover mission for like Maria Hill. And it's actually gone some really interesting places. Plus, uh, there's one guy who's had a, um, a massive meltdown saying, like, he started doing crimes or killing people because they shouldn't be here or because the universe has ended and that he remembers that the universe has ended and that this is something different now. Oh, he remembers Secret Wars? Uh, he remembers that the world's ended and that things are different now. Oh. And that people aren't where they should be. Oh. And, like, the, the idea that there's some cracks in the multiverse. It's the only place anyone's ever talked about it. It's here. But it's cool. 
and Jessica Jones of all places. You know, By Bendis, of all a, people. a book that on the cover says "Not for Kids" because it's not. It uses salty language. Salty. Next up, what have we got? Unstoppable Wasp. I. This is one of those books where I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. I'll give it a shot. It's been a lot of fun. I don't know if it's ended or not. It definitely the last issue felt like it could have been the ending, but I think it's still gonna continue. Um, the last couple issues have been more about uh, Janet and her relationship with uh, Nadia, but uh, and told from her perspective. But it's been a fun book, really smart. Um, it's a very different version of the character because again, it's like you took a Hank Pym character and you mixed it with a, wa- uh, um, a wasp character, a Black Widow character, someone raised in the Red Room raised to kind of be an assassin, but then they realized how smart she was, which they moved her to the sciences division, and she eventually kind of escapes and comes to America. Mark Wade created the character, but um, who is it? Uh, Jeremy Whitley has done an amazing job with her. Yeah, I've liked her from whatever for her in Avengers. So. She's fun. She's Again, she's one of those... I'm, like This is one of the characters where it kind of makes sense to have her as a legacy character, because you're building her into you know a family where it makes sense. Like She's a pym, so of course she's going to be you know, insect-related in some way. Right. You know, she's not Ant-Man, though, because we have enough of those, so we're going to have a wasp. We, it's interesting. This is only, what, the second wasp? You know, in, in, like, what, 60 years, or a little less than that, 50-something years, we've had two yellow jackets. We've had, because we've had a man, we've had Hank Bim, and we've had uh, Rita DeMora. We've had multiple Ant-Mans. We've had multiple giant mans now. Um, but we've only ever had one wasp until now. So. I know. Well, actually, technically, that's not true because Hank Pym was the wasp too. That guy's a dick. How many how many ideas, how many ideas does he need? Because he's been Goliath too, right? He's been Goliath, Giant Man, Yellow uh, Jacket, Yellow Jacket, Hank Pym himself, Ant Man, Giant Man, Giant Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's enough. That's a lot of code names. A lot. Yeah. Doctor Strange. This um, continues on Aaron's run. Yeah. So there's no again difference here. Yeah. Uh, the Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme, which I guess just ended. Uh, or is about to end one of the two um, yes. it's it's a fun little thing which what I like about it is that it's kind of it's definitely in the current timeline because you have a diminished Doctor Strange yes but it's him teaming up with different Doctor Sorcerer Supreme throughout uh, the universe or throughout timeline and that's going to be kind of fun to see it's been okay I, I haven't enjoyed it as much as I like I, I, I grabbed it I started reading some of it and like yeah. uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to like it more okay um, but uh didn't quite dig it as much as I thought it would. It's not bad, but no. it wasn't like awesome. I like I like Wiccan being the next Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, not the first time I think we've seen that element, but no. still cool. Next, oh, the Mighty Thor. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was that's promoting the Asgard War. I wasn't a huge fan of how it ended up going. It could have better. I won't. I won't deny that. I didn't really <laughs> like the gods, Shira and Katari or whatever. Yeah, I just didn't really like it enough. A big war of. Uh, the game will be. Is this the first time we saw Thor with short hair? Yes, because he didn't get it until uh, unworthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, that's his movie look now. It is his movie look now. Exactly. A yeah. lot of synergy. Yeah. I, 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 I'm first one letter. People were pissed. Like they saw Odin said on the cover of this, and it had nothing to do with the whole yeah real thing in the first place. So it was kind of like a misleading. Uh, it was nice to see Kid Gladiator back again. Yeah, yeah, going back to the well with Love with him. Quentin and Kick Gladiator, and that was that was a nice little nod. I appreciate. There, there, there's some really good stuff in here, but there yeah. were, there was some stuff that they could have. Quentin was on his island, wasn't he? He was on his island. Oh, yeah. I bet too. Wasn't that yeah. Krakoa? That was Krakoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> like all, a nice flashback to Wolverine X Men. So I really appreciate. Like, again, like, it's so like that. crazy. Like, cause 
that Quentin doesn't even feel and like feels years and years and light years removed from his Grant Morrison. Oh my god, yeah, a completely different character. Yeah, different look, different feel, everything about that character. Like I like Quentin Choir, and I never thought I'd be able to say that. No kidding, right? Yeah, he's like the uh, Damian Wayne for me. It's interesting. There was actually a bunch of characters that did survive from that Morrison run. There's quite a few. There's quite a few, considering we don't like it. No, no. (laughs) but we like them now. We liked no one back then. Glove? My beak's still gone. Oh. And that version of Angel? Oh, yeah, I know. Terrible. Beak was okay with me when he was in exile. Oh, I hated that. I know. So I hate things. I do hate that. I hate a lot of things. Okay. Terrible. Move you, on you from your, your garbage. Move on from your beak. No, I'm, I'm, look at this. Look at this Darman art. I know. My God. Keep going. Oh, my goodness. No, I, I know you love her. <laughs> we <laughs> we have a timeline. Sir. Unworthy Thor. Unworthy Thor. Yeah, so this is back when we thought he was going to pick up that hammer. I wanted to so badly. Oh, it's killing me. And now it's the Warthor. And now it's the Warthor. Actually, I guess it's fine, because this is obviously not a traditional hammer. It definitely looks a lot more violent. Yes. Um, kind of interesting that how Aaron's using, you know, the elements of Seeker Wars to do something different and to make Volstagg into the Warthor and do something there. I've mentioned before in the podcast that I have misgivings about uh, taking a character like Volstagg and having to stretch him and bend him into such... In order to make him the Warthor, you have to change the character so fundamentally that it doesn't even feel like Volstagg anymore. That makes me wonder what's the point of making him Warthor at all. Right. Like, it's not like he actually feels like Volstagg with the power of a Thor. It feels like you've changed him into what you need him to be. Then what was the point? Yeah, it's, it's a fair point. Like, I haven't read anything past him picking up the hammer, yeah. so I haven't seen what he's going to do yet. Um, I don't think we have either. But is there one issue? Is there? Oh, I think so, yeah. Um, but it's... This had more promise, and it didn't quite go there. And Coipel was on, what, two or three issues, and then he was gone? Uh, or maybe no, he, he, he was on all of it, but his work less got less and less. less. Yeah. yeah. The film well, I remember first, really good at job. first they said he was only on for, like, two or three. And I remember I emailed you. And yeah, you're he like, got no. kicked off. Yeah, I know, because I love Coipel. Not kicked off. I think something just happened. Well, whatever drama happened, it'd be interesting to know. But, like, or maybe there was the nonsense with him going to do some DC work in the, maybe. the contract. Or, I don't know. I'm sure there's some back-end funny business, because it's a shame. Um, but were you okay with the uh, with the whisper of it being at the end? Yeah, yeah. I I was glad. It was one of those things where again it felt that Aaron always knew what it was, and it was something that tied into his first arcs, first two arcs, like the f- the first year of his story that kind of started everything and it tied it together nicely. I'm almost disappointed that we found out already. Really? Um, only because if if Aaron eventually leaves, you want to have something that again because he seems like someone who likes to draw things together. And you know, and bookended. I mean, obviously, you kind of did that. Well, not really with Doctor Strange, but like it, it works well when you can end a book in a way that feels like it earned all the beats throughout. And there's a nice callback as well. So I think it was a great callback. I just think it would have worked better in a book. First of all, it's in uh, it's in a miniseries that maybe people haven't been reading all the four books. Like well, that's the thing, right? If if you didn't know, read God of Thunder. Like, what the fuck is Goro's right? What does that mean? Yeah, you wouldn't even know what it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so... But I think you're always going to have that problem, because he did play the long game. It was a longer yeah, storyline. And so I think by not revealing it right away... But I think if, if I was okay with it and I liked it, because, again, it felt earned. It felt like something real. You know? It yeah. felt like that was always his plan. Sometimes, sometimes you set a plan, and then the story evolves in such a way that then when you finally get there, the plan doesn't work the same. Um... In TV land, my favorite example of that is How I Met Your Mother, 
where they knew the ending. They had to they had to know the ending because the kids were going to grow up. So they had to film it all and knew what they wanted. And then they were very inflexible, but they the, the characters moved in different directions from what the original ending had. And when they finally ended it, it a lot of people felt that the ending did not work for them because of the years and years that the story had progressed in different ways. Hmm. But they had locked themselves into this ending. Right. And that's the ending we got. And there's actually an alternate ending on YouTube that was on the on the DVD set of the last season. Oh, and really? I think that is so much better. Oh. And it really only changes like one line of dialogue and then just reshuffles one thing. And it has him saying to his kids, like, when I think when I wake up to your mother uh, next to your mother every morning and just this idea that she's alive. And you never see anything about Robin again. Um, and you have this idea that they recut the sequence of how he eventually goes and talks to the mother. The, the sequence itself is the same, but before you have that, you have this idea that I had to do. I had to go through all this stuff first. Marshall had to. I had to get out of the house so Marshall could propose. I had to meet Robin. I had to, all these kind of seminal moments from the series had to happen in order for me to be on the platform. He goes and talks to her, and then they cut. A, they slowly move away and they say, "And that's how I met your mother." Boom! Run the credits. So much better than the actual ending, but. For better or for worse, they had an ending they locked themselves into, but it just didn't work anymore. Whereas, hmm. I feel like he locked himself into this is what the whisper was, and it still worked for me. Because the character hadn't moved in such a way that it didn't invali- that it would have invalidated that line. Right. And it still felt like it delivered. So I liked it. That was a very long-winded answer. I'm the reason this podcast is too long. <laughs> Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat number 11. So I think it was canceled not long after this. Um, wouldn't surprise me. I didn't know it got to number eleven. I know that's pretty long. <laughs> it was a, it was a fun book. Jubilee was in it. Jubes and her baby. Yeah, her baby was there too. It was it was a fun. How was the baby still a newborn? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it was a fun silly book, and I liked it. Um, I'm trying to remember. Gotta have some of those when I talked somewhere. to Brian Wood, he was so happy that he got to create that baby. He's like, "Is that baby still around? That's mine." Like they can't just. And one of the things he did is that he loved, when he brought in the future storyline, he made sure to show a future version of Shogo. Yeah. So that no, no, you can't just forget about the baby. The baby's still around, guys. <laughs> Which I love. Oh, that action book was so good. Yes, uh, Black Widow. Now this is over. Um, which I'm okay with because it was very much a passion project with uh, Mark Wade and Chris Sumney. They were an amazing creative team on Daredevil. Now they did Black Widow, and now they're what, what's their next book? Oh, I can't remember. They're doing an upcoming book, and it's. Shit, it's a legacy book. Legacy book? Okay. Yeah, and I can't remember what it is, but I remember seeing it. There's a legacy catalog, man. I don't, I don't have it. I don't know where we're... I didn't have a chance to download it before we went on vacation. Uh, but Black Widow ended very well. Uh, what's up next? Moon Knight. Okay, Moon Knight. Uh, if you read this run by Jeff Lemire, brilliant. It is so fucked up, though. And so many different permutations. It's so interesting, though. I got to talk in the last year with Doug, Men- Doug Mensch. And he's the original creator of Moon Knight. And he's like... I don't know why people keep saying he's crazy and all this weird shit. He's just like, no, he was just a guy who did this and this. Like, his version of Moon Knight is so different than where all the crazy shit that they've taken him into. Really? Yeah. But anyways, this arc is fantastic. Uh, it's mind-bending. It's weird and trippy. Um, a lot of fun, though. I highly recommend it. I. It's interesting. So you would think that I would love a book like Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. I hate the artwork. I can't read it. Erica Henderson is due for I don't like how they draw her. She I, looks pretty ridiculous. I just don't like it. It's I'm sure I'm sure the book is a lot of fun. Ryan North is a great comedic writer. I just can't get beyond the art. And unfortunately it's a visual medium. So yeah. if you can't get into the art, you can't get into the story. Very okay. true. This Punisher run is I'm, so Steve Dillon has passed away. He has. 
So it, I mean, I was never a huge fan of his art. No, nope. uh, I'm not going to pretend. But, but I, no I, offense. I Perhaps do appreciate soul. he did he did do a lot of great stuff in comics. Obviously, the preacher. Um, but I was just never a huge fan of his Punisher or of his art in general. Um, I did love the covers for this run of Punisher, and I liked this run of Punisher specifically the the writing with Becky Cloonan. Um, she did some really messed up shit with with Frank. Some really interesting stories. Uh, they were very brutal. If anyone ever said that, you know, a, w- a woman can't write a Punisher comic, they were absolutely stupidly wrong. Because her Punisher is probably one of the most brutal Punishers I've read. Uh, there's some crazy shit that happens. It's a good book. I think it's over now. Um, they've had, obviously, a different artist after Dylan passed away. Um, but it's been entertaining. But even, like, you have this in a catalog that kids are going to see, and there's a guy hung on it. Yeah, hung guy, a bloody axe, and the smear of the skull in the, in the snow. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Next up. Continues. Nothing yeah. changed, no, right? this was uh, Man of Faith. So this was kind of explaining, I think this was the building up to the storyline where he explained how uh, everything happened. How he became, how everything went back on the box. So they had a bunch of uh, kind of miniseries cloaked as ongoings that were <laughs> then revealed to just be miniseries. Kingpin was one of them. I don't even remember it being that entertaining though. Although there was a Civil War tie-in that Kingpin was part of, which was really good. Um about an inhu- uh, a guy who ends up being able to see the future a little bit and uh, or no he creates like a null field like I guess whatever Ulysses could see if you were around this guy you weren't affected okay I can't remember what it was but it was I can't remember I can't even remember what it was but anyways the kingpin needed this guy it was an interesting story but I don't remember the song going and Bullseye I, I read it it was pretty violent it was good I think it was always mentioned as a miniseries again they could pretend it was an ongoing but it's not no uh, what else we got? Power Man and Iron Fist. So this is over now. It was a fun, silly book. Um, David Walker's actually writing a Power Man book now, or a Cage book, or a Luke Cage. I don't know what, the, what it's called, but he has his own book. And Iron Fist has his own book now, too, which is not the one solicited here, which is interesting. I think Iron Fist 2 just came out, like, in the past couple months. So I feel like this took forever to actually happen. Like, I feel like we got Iron Fist 1, and I think... Oh, issue number 2, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, issue 2. Like, I feel like there was, like, months and months in the middle. Weird. I could be wrong there. Um, so this is taking... It's picking up after Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, uh, which was 12 issues by uh, Curry Andrews. Uh, this this young girl is from that book. Okay. It's entertaining. Totally Awesome Hulk. Uh, I still enjoy it. So this is a storyline where we had a lot of Asian-American characters um, all kind of teaming up together. Because you'd be like... Well, you'd be like, what did Jimmy Woo, uh, Amadeus Cho, Miss Marvel, Silk all have in common? They're all Asian-American. Unbelievable Gwenpool, a great book, but you would never expect it at all. Um, it's been really entertaining because it's such a weird, fun character. This who, again, came, she was, a, was she's sitting in Modoc. I don't know if you noticed that. She's sitting inside. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah, she's sitting inside of Modoc. <laughs> Creepy. Um, it's been a fun book. It's, you know, Gwen Poole is from our regular universe, and then she ends up you know, in the Marvel Universe, and her brother ends up there, too. There's a lot of crazy kind of meta stuff. Um, she, at one point, I think it was before this, uh, before issue seven, she go, she finds Miles Morales, and she's like, you know, Spider-Man, can you help me? Like, he's like, how do you know who I am? Like, he's like, freaking out. He's like, of course I know who you are. Like, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's been an, very meta, very Deadpoolish, but in a, in a way that even Deadpool isn't, because Deadpool's meta, like he kind of talks to the reader, but he he doesn't read comic. Like she actually knows everyone because she's reading a comic book. She's read comics of the Marvel Universe, and now she's in that comic. 
Um, whereas Deadpool knows he's in a comic, but he doesn't know everyone's identities, where she does, because she knows what everyone's like. And things go a certain way because she's in a comic book. There's comic book rules uh, that are, aren't the same as real-life r- rules. I actually really enjoy it. Very genre-bending. Interesting. You don't care. It's different. Yeah. Uncanny and Humans... Stop making a thing. I feel like this. So like this is just before. I'm trying to remember. This catalog came out before we got Death of X, and before we got the Inhumans and this is before IVX and all that. IVX, stuff. yeah, yeah okay. for sure. So yeah, it's only been a year. Isn't that crazy? So much has happened in that year, and yet so little. Yeah, that's very true. Next, Mosaic. Um, not a great series. No, the art I, was all right on it. Um, it was okay. It was very. Yeah, weird book. Yeah, and they wanted him to be something, and they yeah. never really achieved no, that. They never got there. Next, they never got there. Forgettable. Miss Marvel again, just continuing a, an entertaining book. Yeah, that's that's all there is. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Love her. I love her. Now you've been reading Secret Warrior. Yep. Do you like her in that? She's cute. She's cute, and the, but that's cute. what the book is like. And having her and Devil Dinosaur, and the fact that they switch minds sometimes, which is kind of funny. Uh, really entertaining I like this whole idea that she's one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe and everyone kind of knows it now because she was able to solve a banner box or whatever it's called uh, I really like it and I even like this cover and I think I mentioned that last year yeah you know the three bro there yeah like, and web shooter and very cool I love her she, yeah. Lunella is such a see she's a character completely different than anything before like even calling her moon girl is really just because it used to be moon boy and devil dinosaur but like in theory she's reappropriating someone else's name but she's yeah. completely her own thing really besides the name has nothing to do with Moon Boy uh, and just she gets to team up with Double Dinosaur like she's a very original creation which I can appreciate We're, there's not enough of those right no so, I care like that I can, I can live with that and, give, and there's what other book is like that what other book is like Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur well not that that's for sure no not Mosaic <laughs> right, what else we got uh, oh and there's Death, Death of, of X. X yeah oh it's so bad <laughs> so bad <laughs> It had its moments. Oh, uh, what moments? Give me two. I don't know. <laughs> it's been too long. Oh, man. It's it just... So I guess the problem horrendous. is when you, when you lead up to something horrible that Cyclops did, you kind of need to make him do something horrible. And he really didn't. No. And the fact that he died the way he did was so upsetting. <sighs> you know... I know. You know, let's not even one, talk about one it. of the let's greatest X Men characters of all time. I know. Let's and m- let's move on. He's dead now. Him and Wolverine, the main characters of uh, what was it? What was their sch- the schism? They're both dead now. Dead now. Doesn't that feel like eight hundred years ago? I mean, yeah, but it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, schism. I mean, it was probably what six years ago. It was before six now. Jesus. Well, it was before uh, before AVX, and AVX happened in twenty twelve. So it was, wow. yeah, but AVX is five years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, actually, I will mention something. Um, uh, what was it on? I was uh, was on Facebook the other day. I was I was in town. Uh, so we we were up north, but on the the fourteenth, which is a Monday, I was in town uh, in a in a town where I actually had internet access, and uh, I was on my Facebook, and I was like, "Here's a memory from five years ago." And it was me posting the second episode of the show, and you were on it. And it's like, <laughs> it, was a, it was a comic talk episode. It was you and me just shooting the shit about some comics. The second episode. It was the second episode, which is... That's hilarious. first episode was August 12th, which was five years ago. And then the, the second episode was two days later. I posted it. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a blast in the past. I was like, oh, wow. Madness. We've, uh, we've been podcasting five years. It's crazy. It has been crazy. 
there's a cover of Renier Vows mm-hmm. that has Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean, and Xavier. Yeah. And their 90s duds on it. Oh. I bought that issue just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was thinking of the sequel version. No, you mean yeah, the actual the book. The actual yeah. book. I bought it just to... And it, it, it probably doesn't mean a damn thing, but in a way to say, hey, bring these fuckers back. I'm buying this comic because they're on the cover. This is what Did I you want. Mean the my X-Men. Um, it's kind of fun. Yeah. It was good. Different kind of alternate universe, obviously, because mm-hmm. like, Wolverine and Jean are together. Yes. But it was kind of fun. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I, we didn't love that Death of X. I think I, I really enjoyed the beginning of IVX because I think it was much stronger. It started off good, fine. It kind of ended a little bit flat. Yeah. Like they I did. knew it would. I know. I knew it would. Um, yeah, Death of X. Cage. Oh, yeah. So this is a book that was apparently in the shelf for like seven years uh, by the creator of Samurai Jack. Which you can tell if you look at the art. Yeah. Um, it Christmas was a, comes early. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I know. It was a ridiculous book, but a lot of fun. It was a miniseries of four issues. Um, the art was extremely, like, different. Uh, it felt very black exploitation-ish cage. Like, this isn't the modern cage. No, it has like, to and the chains. Yeah. And, yeah, but it was fun. It was, it was a riot. Uh, Gamora was okay. It, what a gorgeous art, Beautiful cover. Marco Cicchetto does beautiful art. But it was very forgettable. And it just doesn't even feel like Gamora. Like, even the art on the cover, like that doesn't even seem like her. Well, she's come a long way from her skull bikini thing that she, she used has. to wear. Yeah. So. Right, move along. But the, the, like, it's a, I know. I remember this and the, the Bendis armor she had. Yes, yeah, so no, that's right? true. Well, now she's basically wearing Star-Lord's outfit. Speaking uh, of Star-Lord. Uh, so, yeah, that, this was actually a fun little book by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, it was Star-Lord on Earth, and it was only a miniseries, uh, but it was fun. It was All part of the grounded stuff, right? Yeah, everyone was grounded. Yeah. Speaking Rocket. of, Rocket Raccoon, with an actual like, kind of animal on top. Uh, and then Thanos, which is going now. Uh, what is it? Have you read Thanos? Maybe just the first issue. It's been interesting. Um, basically, the, the real villain you know, is... the Phoenix Force. Here's the, here's the, the problem. The sun, right? Yeah, Thane. Thane, Thane has the Phoenix Force. The Phoenix Forces gets around. Because wasn't it shattered and gone and never going to see again? And After now, AVX, yeah. Yeah, but then we have, like, Thane having it, but then also didn't um, Quentin kind of have it recently? Or not? Or they were talking about it in the Share Asgard War. Yeah, no, they... they plus with, yeah, plus uh, Marvel... Uh, um, Jean's worried about it coming for her. Like, the Phoenix Force gets around. It does. It's a lot. lot. Uh, it's been an interesting book. It's uh, Diodato doing the art, and it feels like proper Diodato. Um... They do have the champion and Gamora getting it on, which is funny. Because she was like, what else can, are you the champion of? And then the next scene is them in bed together. It was funny. Uh, Clone Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. This is kind yeah, of... A return of Ben Riley. Yeah, which we didn't know at the time. Still, no. still kind of hate that. <laughs> still kind of hate that, eh? Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is, again, one of those per- uh, things where I would say, just like the Volstagg thing. You take a character and you twist him into such a weird way that he's not doesn't even nearly resemble that character anymore. So what was the point of using that character? Like, he's not Ben Riley. He's not the Ben Riley you love. He's not the no. Ben Riley you name your son after. You know, <laughs> he's not. True. He's completely different. This is true. Uh, they took a character. It's just, and I've, I've mentioned this before on a podcast, I'm sure. Actually, I know I have. Um, <laughs> that back in the day, what made Ben Riley so different was that even though he'd been through so many terrible things, he was still like a guy. He was still an optimist. He'd been through worse shit than Peter in a lot of ways, being on the road for all those years, having no sense of identity and self, and that he was still a good guy. He was still a happy guy. A guy who could be a happy-go-lucky superhero at times. 
And here you twist him and you pervert him into a dark character who is awful. And, uh, and it continues to be awful under Peter David. I don't mean that Peter David does a bad job of him. I just I guess the, the direction they've tried, they've chosen to put him in. Yeah, they've they've made him this terrible person, and it just bothers me because then that, that was the point. That's not Ben Riley. It's and it's one of those things where Dan Slott has said before, like be careful what you wish for. I'm like, well, fuck you, Dan Slott. Like, then don't use this character. Like, people love love Ben Riley. Why would you do this? Don't you prefer him so badly? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and then Marvel gives him his own book, but I'm like, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I'm rooting for Kane to beat his ass. That's 20 years different. Like, that's a big difference in 20 years. Sure. 20, I mean, that being said, like, 10, 10 years ago, they didn't even mention Ben Riley. So I guess we should be happy that we even get him mentioned, but did I want this? No. I didn't want this. No. I'd rather have actually been the Jackal, even though he's overused as fuck. Anyway, I'm disappointed. The book looked great, though. Oh, it's a beautiful book. Yeah, just, actually, just, just, just disappointing. Dead no more. Move on, please. I don't even want to look at it. <laughs> You're so disgusted by this conspiracy. I am. I think it was that bad. It's just disappointing. I didn't say it was bad. As part of Clone Conspiracy, you had the Silk tie-ins where you brought Matty Franklin back. Yeah. We can move on from that. Prowler. Now, this book was great. Uh, and my biggest ups- upset thing is that, so, I think I bought it digitally, but I wanted to be able to give it to people. And I can't give people the last issue because it does not, not exist in, the- in trade. <laughs> it's not in the... Actually, I take it back... No, I, I don't think it is actually in the trade. I can't remember now. It wasn't in, in the full hardcover for the. Yeah, I think it's in the Prowler book because it's not in the the actual um, Cloak Conspiracy book, which I understand why not. But it's it's so good because it's about if you come back from the dead or you're not actually dead, but everyone thinks that you died or didn't even know you were dead. Actually, it's kind of a weird thing. But at the end of Cloak Conspiracy, we find out that everyone that we thought was dead isn't dead. So, but they cloned um, Hobie Brown. Hobie Brown goes through this whole arc which is so interesting, and then he dies. And then the real Hobie comes back and has to kind of confront, well, what did this guy know? What did he do? What does this mean for me? And so much, such a great meditation on life and, uh, and a life having been lived. And, yeah, you can't read it anywhere. Because <laughs> well, most, most people didn't buy the ongoing because it was the sixth issue of a low-selling book that was going to get canceled. So they were sold, probably sold like 15,000, 20,000. And... More people read, obviously, Clone Conspiracy. that will right. never read that chapter. The best chapter of the book. Anyways, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought the whole book, the him pushing himself while he was a clone, trying to go against what he'd been kind of forced into doing was really good. Um, you got to see Julia Carpenter again, and it's been a long time since we'd seen her. Great book. I loved it. I thought the yeah. book was great. Yeah, I thought he was great. In you whole... knew it wasn't going to last. but I think. Oh, well, exactly. I remember when we sat through the first time, like all the, a ton of these books... Yeah. We're gonna go very far, right? Spider Gwen, ugh, Miles and Gwen sitting in the tree, hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Spider Woman, okay, again, great. This is the arc that started well with the have Roger um the uh, porcupine dying. Spider Man twenty nine, this was so leading into the last arc because it ended with issue twenty five. I think this cover even was not even the cover to like issue twenty four. Hmm. Like uh, I well, I could be wrong there. Because there's a, a reason for that character being there that the other Spider Man twenty nine nine. Again, the book was crazy because it was always jumping through time. Uh, a Venom. So this is interesting because you had a new version of Venom with a new guy, a new host, that was kind of trying to uh, pervert the, the character and kind of use his own will to subjugate him. And that character does, doesn't matter anymore because now we get Eddie Brock back. And, uh, yeah, how, so how long was this <clears throat> fine new issues? Venom? Yeah, it was very brief, wasn't it? Yeah, but I yeah. think that was kind of maybe the plan or maybe not. Oh, it wasn't. Who knows? 
I renew your vows. This was so. This was interesting. Book. So the first part is going to come out of left field to have its own ongoing. Yeah, because this is well after Secret Wars. Yeah. ended right. It's a so year. it's a year after Secret Wars. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's do this. But it's been fun. And again, Stegman gets mm-hmm. tapped for it at least for the beginning. And uh, Jerry Conway, you know, writing a married Spider-Man. It was. It's been really interesting. It's been so different. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it scratches niche. It does, and it's fun to kind of see MJ as a hero and and liking it, liking being superhero and then being superheroes together. And it's one of those things that you you use the format of being able to use characters not in the core continuity to do something that you couldn't do. Like you're never going to see this in the core continuity. No. You're never going to see him have a kid like this age. Um, you're never going to see him be married. You're never going to see MJ have powers, but here you do, and it works. Is this their way of replacing the fan for? <laughs> a little bit Ooh, having a family. I hadn't thought of that, but kind of. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we're gonna get that. And I even like the the uh, the tagline. One more chance. One more chance. I'm in. I like it. I it's still been, enjoy it. It's, it's been great. A fun book. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool. I'm a little bit done with the whole Madcap stuff, but yeah. like it's it's gone on a little long. Um, but there've been some fucked up stories with it. Like, yeah. and again, it's one of those things where Deadpool is a very at times can be too light, um, or they play in too jokey, too gimmicky. And this definitely grounds it and makes it scarier. Yeah. So, I agree. That's pretty good. Deadpool and the Merch for Money, that book's over. Yeah. Uh, it was fun, though. It yeah. was different. That's the cast characters like that. Yeah, and they tried something different. You know, and I'm always, I'm for different. I want them to try things. Um, I'm for innovation. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. That's okay. Speaking of. Yep. Slapstick, who is in a recent issue of Spider Man Deadpool. Um, again, was never going to have his own long running book, but it was kind of a fun little diversion. What else we got? Solo. Solo. I actually really like this one. I thought this was really one of the strongest of the bunch. I agree. Um, I've he, always liked Solo. He's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Uh, Fool Killer. Yeah. This one was really strong, actually, because he's a fucked up guy. And they really explored, like, what it means, like, what he's trying to do, and uh, what that he's actually a lot smarter and more capable than people give him credit for, and him being manipulated, and no, it was really interesting. Uh, again, some of these books were so much better than anyone would have expected. Uh, oh, yeah. The coming soon of the Nova helmet. Do you remember? Yes. Go back to the podcast. I was probably so pumped for this. Yeah. When I saw this image. Yes! Writers coming back, and they crapped all over it. You were not a fan. <sighs> and, yeah, no, it it wasn't good. And then, and then we had the, yeah, that was basically it. That's the catalog. That's the catalog, yeah. But man, how disappointing was that? It was, very much so. Like... Number one, the art was atrocious. Atrocious. I didn't hate it the way you did. Oh, my God. But it definitely God. wasn't what you were used to in Nova. No, exactly, right? Is it On, complete... even, even the last few iterations of Nova. Yeah. Except for main, maybe the one right before this, the one with Ramon, Ramonas or whatever, Rosanas. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't that... Complete. That was the biggest problem. Like, it's okay, let's let's maybe stomach the art a yeah. bit more. And, and even what they ended up doing with the world mind didn't feel right. Yeah, and, yeah. it was all just not... Uh, it's disappointing. I know. I and now it's kind I've, of a weird heist for both characters. Yeah, they don't have any ongoings. You know, uh, rumor has it they'll show up in Guardians, or one of uh, Richard will at least. I don't know what they're doing with Sam. Yeah. Because even him, like, even in Champions, like, he's, he's in space right now with that bunch of heroes. Um, but, yeah, I guess hopefully they'll get lost in the shuffle. So we didn't talk about Legacy, but I think that's okay. Because uh, we've talked off podcast that... There's not so much in it, a lot different coming out of a legacy. Um, a well, lot they've of given us a whole bunch of covers. Well, a whole bunch of big numbers. 
right? That's kind of it. And so not- similar to this, where you have, if you go back to the second initiative, right, and you yeah. have a lot of books just rolling forward. Like yes. We know Aaron is still doing Thor. But for the Bottom, most part, right? that's what we're getting. Right, so we're getting a lot of that. So that's fine. I think, but if you look at new books, like pure mm-hmm. number ones, there's very little of those I want to say. Can you remember any? Um, yeah, there's not many, but there's... That being said, it's because we just had, like, the X books have had a bunch of launches. Yeah, a lot of things have relaunched, right? So you can't now... I guess we're getting the new Cable and X-Force, or... Is that a new number one? Yeah. Well, it's not 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 even a new number one. Like, some books are getting... That are new, but with weird legacy numbers. So it's well, hard yes. To, it's hard to tell what you're getting so, at the time. again, people who had thought that this was Marvel's moment to do a Rebirth 52 or it's whatever... It's not that, apparently. It's kind of not anything. I guess that's kind of the problem. So what do you want it to be? What do we want it to be? I don't know. I don't, I don't think they necessarily needed to do anything. Like, I, I think that the, the, the sales have been going down, and I think the only way to fix it, not fix it, but I think you make a big splash if you bring some of the, the big heroes back. If you feel like... I think part of the problem... So let's bring Spider-Man, for example. How many Spider-related books are there? Too many. They can pare it down. Like you have Peter, you have Amazing Spider-Man, you have Spectacular Spider-Man. That's just Peter. Then you have Ejectivist, which is Miles. Then you have Spider Gwen. Then now you no longer have Spider Woman. You no longer have Silk. But then you also have but then you have Ben Riley. Yeah. So like you have a bunch. Like there's something to a character. And your vows. And your vows. So yeah, there's something to having a character or title be unique or having a specific um, kind of raison d'être. So for Spectacular Spider-Man, you clearly have. It's about the friendly neighborhood. It's about New York. It's about Spider-Man when he's in New York. So that's what those stories are about. So you have Worldwide, which is doing its own thing, where he's all over the place. And, and, and amazing, I mean. But then you also have Spectacular, which is a little bit more grounded and down-to-earth and more classic Spider-Man fare. So you have a very specific reason for those. Okay. But then you also have Miles. So you have a duplication in character and power set. You have Renew Your Vows, another place to get a Peter Parker story. Like this is this is what's going to hurt your line. What yeah, they do with Batman in DC? You have you have Batman in a ton of books, yes, but you don't necessarily have different Batman. Sure, you do. Who? Nightwing. Nightwing is different enough from Batman, more so than than Miles, Miles and, from and Peter. And Peter, yeah, absolutely. I don't know that. They they play them so similar similarly, and they play in the same areas, whereas. They play Nightwing in ways, very different ways that you could never play Batman. He does things you could never have Batman do. He's a lighter character. They play him very differently. Uh, if you read the Nightwing book right now, like it's completely different. Like You can't tell Batman stories. If you could, for the most part, take Miles out of his book and put Peter in, could, I mean, the, the parts with Genki and... Although the movie proves differently, but I mean <laughs> the parts with Genki and the school stuff you couldn't do, but like the actual superhero fights, you probably could. You can probably sub them in. Like, they're not that intrinsic to the character. Not different enough. Interesting. Okay. I think there's a problem with duplication. Uh, the fact that you have two Iron Men, neither of which is the real Iron Man. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you have a, a lot of those sorts of things happening. That's the problem. You well, have you're, Odin's son. You're, you have... You're, you're so far away from looking at some of your most popular characters of all time. All of them are different. Yeah, there's z- I, think, I think you're at zero of the same right now. Yeah, and if you look at classic status quo, it's even more so. Yeah, right? because Peter's still Spider-Man, but he's it. not. But he's not. 
you know, he's not the down and out Peter either, though. He's very he, different. He's very different. His status quo is so far from what is ever where used to. The norm. But, okay, but he's not going to be the photographer, the freelance photographer, the no, people forever. He's not. Right. But I was also okay with him being a scientist at Horizon Labs. Yeah, no, that was a great. It was a nice direction for that character. Hundred percent. And it's not like they hadn't done that with the character in different degrees before, yeah. where he'd been a scientist. No, I, I think I think he could have lived there for a long time, forever, and in some way. Sure. Like he's been to different labs. Like like he's done this before. Like yeah. it's not like it's so different. No, but see, this this inability to to maintain a status quo for longer than a year or two. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So in, let's say in the last 15 years, what is your favorite status quo? We've had so many. Oh my God. What's your favorite? And I, I, I bet you that your favorite will probably be the one that lasts the longest. Almost by default. Like, I'm, I'm seriously, but uh, don't you think that might be the case? Okay, you're going to be 90 stuff? Is that no, no I'm, I'm, I'm going back 15 years, but like, I'm going back to like, let's say 2004. Let's go back 13 years. What's your favorite status quo? Of the last 13 years. And which one is the longest? This is great podcast, by the way. It's dead air. Absolutely <laughs> dead air. You had me thinking, I guess, trying to think of of what was what was good. Like, Are you talking about a certain character or the, or the Marvel Universe Let's in general? Let's talk about the MU. About the MU. Yeah, the broader MU. You, you can try and narrow it down by the subsection, but... God. Like what is what was the good period? What was the best status quo? Oh my god! Is it like let's say is it the the new Avengers era the the initial new Avengers era well, leading up to leading up to the first of war? Uh, yeah, just around it. Yeah, and then and then post Civil War, you now have the ramp up the Secret Invasion, and you have the fall of the Civil War happening at the same time. Uh, then you've got Dark Reign, which is one of the longest. Because it actually lasted a while. Dark Reign was long. And then you it, got the it was good, but not my favorite. No, and then you got the Heroic Age. Yeah. Now, then it starts to get like fuzzy. It, yeah. it does, does get fuzzy. Because then things start happening fast and furious. Yeah, So it's hard to really know. You got the Heroic Age, and then I guess you have AVX. Not long after. Uh, which brings its own kind of status quo shift. Um, in terms of where mutants are. Now you got the, the first round of, of Marvel now. So that's going to be our kind of new status quo shift is the Marvel Now kind of initial launch. Then you have the old new Marvel Now. Then you have the old new different Marvel Now. Then you have Marvel Now divided to stand. And then you've got Marvel Legacy. That's a lot of stuff. I think it... There's even more in there. No, there is. Yeah, you have... Because there's other events. Like I mean... Yeah, you have Infinity, you have... Although Secret I would say Wars, nothing yeah. really changed status quo-wise after Infinity. No, that's just part of the tapestry that he was putting Yeah. If that. It's kind of maybe a stop, but... Marvel now, I'd say, is a pretty solid... Uh, that's about two years. Yeah. That's a pretty good status quo for the most part. You had good versions of Thor. You had Thor, because it was Jason Aaron. You had Iron Man doing his thing with Kieran Gillen. Um, and yeah, I guess the original Marvel Now launch... Pretty strong. ...was very strong. You had Cap doing his own thing in Dimension Z. And then coming back and having some really strong stories by Pacheco, yeah. uh, and Remender was still doing it, and then he kind of led up to uh, the Iron Nail storyline, you had Cap losing the serum uh, at the end of that kind of arc, and, and Sam stepping in at the very end. That's, again, the, the original Marvel Now. Uh, what else do you have during that period? What were the X-Men doing at that point, though? Well, they were having a bit of a rough go. Yeah. 
But that's also where you had the Uncanny Avengers start. Right? And actually, no, that's All New X-Men uh, by Bendis and Eminem. Where you had the, the original five coming forward. And then you had Uncanny X-Men where it was uh, X-Men, uh, Cyclops and his revolutionary band. That's all Marvel now. That's Marvel now. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a pretty damn good time. Just no. Like, for, like if you, and then if you compare the hits versus the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. And, just and, and, and even at that Track time, and I'm thinking Marvel now, isn't that right around when Superior <laughs> happened too? So that, and that was super, super strong. Now, in, in, in that period, you also have garbage because you have the Age of Ultron. Yeah. Which no one likes. No. The best thing about Age of Ultron is that it gave the name of itself to a movie, which was better than the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> even then. Yeah, that wasn't... <laughs> uh, yeah, that had its own problems. But, anyways, it's, just, it's food for thought. That, like, I, I think that I have different ears for... Like, I did, like, when Bendis started the new Avengers stuff, all that stuff was, was very good. When at first... Yep. The, all that pre-Civil War stuff was very good. Um... It was a rough go. Is that is around the same time as Morrison's X Men? Morrison's X Men was two thousand one to like two thousand and four. Okay, so what? So when when New Avengers all fun stuff happened, what was the X Men doing at that time? I think it had just come out of Morrison, and it was a, it was an was astonishing. It, uh, yeah, I think astonishing was two thousand five. So yeah, okay, because you had the Astonishing Squad and the New Avengers Squad in um, House of M. Which is 2005. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, but then so, you had a good squad. Yeah, you had, you had a wonderful run for Weed and Astonishing. You had Bendis start New Avengers, which was really strong. Um, that was a good period, too. That was a really good period of time. Yeah. yeah. And I guess in around that period, you had uh, Iron Man by Warren Ellis doing the Extrema storyline. Yeah. Uh, Thor was dead. Because <laughs> he died in Avengers Disassembled. Yeah. Uh, so, you get back to JMS. Yeah, so he had a few years off the board. Yeah. Um, what was Cap? Oh, Cap had uh, Brubaker. Yeah. Uh, right one. after Avengers Assembled, they launched the Winter Soldier storyline. Yeah. So that's a pretty damn good period, too. Yeah. That one may be more influential. So th- this is probably the, the biggest kind of shifts that have been more solid and more uh, consistent across the board. That being said, not everyone came out of that period that well. No. Uh, Fantastic Four kind of had a rough time. They were good during Disassembled, but it was right at the tail end of Mark Wade and uh, Mike Waringo's run. And then they went through JMS writing them, Dwayne McDuffie writing them. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't like him took them up, right? Uh, there's a few other people in the, in the middle. In sure. McDuffie. But that's when they they had Millar. Then you had yeah. Then you had uh, now. Oh, Millar did the Marvel Knight stuff, right? With them? Uh, no. You no. did the Marvel Knight stuff for them. Oh, but no, I want to think it was not Millar, because I know Millar and Hitch did Fantastic Four, and they and they changed the look of the block and they changed like the logo and everything. But that wasn't that wasn't the actual Marvel. That was the actual uh, Fantastic Four book, like the main franchise okay. book. And then when they left, just when they were leaving, you had all the Dark Reign miniseries happening, and that's when you had uh, Dark Reign Fantastic Four, which started Hickman's run, okay. uh, where he establishes the bridge. I love Hickman's FF love it so much I miss Heckman on Marvel books a lot of people do he he, he went on a high though so the Secret Wars was well, and then his actually during Dark Wayne he did his Secret Warriors which was brilliant yeah that was a great book too 
So, anyways, there's a lot of different runs. Like, there's, I, it's it's picking out which period kind of had the most hits, which is harder to do. This is very hard to do because again, nothing lasts anymore. Final thoughts as we wrap up our extravaganza. Our two-hour, twenty-one-minute extravaganza. Well, I think yeah, told you so. I know. Uh, Every time I'm like, oh, we're only going to chat for an hour. It's only going to be an hour. <laughs> Technically, it was like an hour per catalog. Yeah, ish. I think it'd be. It's interesting if you go back and listen to our original podcast. A lot of things probably ended up kind of where we landed. Think yeah, they would land, kind of right. With me being more hopeful for everything and you being more pessimistic. <laughs> That's usually how we go. It's true. I will try more books than you will. You always will. Absolutely. I'll try right. them out. I just want the time to read as much as you do. For well, I don't know. If you listen to my review podcast these days, I barely talk about anything. <laughs> I talk about like four books a week. I was looking back and like a year or two ago, I would review like 20 books a week. What the hell? I had a kid at the time too. Like a... It'd be easy to say, oh, it's because you didn't have Zach yet. No, I did. That's crazy. Like, I don't, I don't know how I read that much. I, I think it's honestly, um, I think I listen to more podcasts now. When I listen to podcasts, I don't read comics because I can't focus on both. Yeah, that's true. And by listening to so many more podcasts, I just don't have the time. Yeah. I, I, my time is so swept in a thousand different directions all the time. It's just, I'll go through a phase where I read a lot of comics or I'll go through a phase where I'm crushing a season of something or I'm, mm. I'm playing some video games or I'm watching sports religiously, whatever it is. Like, there's always just something. Yeah eating my time so final, I, final thoughts on these eras so on only all different and shattered Marvel now which one was better the first one yeah only all different was much better um and then I think a lot of the books we had higher hopes for Iron Man being a very specific yeah. one um going down the tubes um I I remember looking at Divided not liking a lot of the stuff coming out of it yeah um and Canceling a lot of books and then just sticking to a, a core couple, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. buying an X Men because I had to, and then you know, sticking with my Thor and, and liking the Doctor Strange and stuff like that. But well, that's a question about X books. This is my last question, and uh, we will wrap up. Sure. Can you pin? Uh, actually, I feel like we might have talked about this last year. Can you pinpoint the first time that you broke up with the X Men books? When you said, like, because you're an X fan. You're buying the Xbooks. I have to walk away. Was it Morrison? Yeah. The, the Morrison stuff and then the weird... How far into the Morrison stuff? Was, was it Costa right in the other stuff? Uh, Austin? Austin, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was all... So what was it? What, what was the moment? Is there a specific moment or issue that you can re- remember that you were like, I can't do this anymore? Because it, it, when you start buying, your collector mentality kind of starts to kick in, right? Like, I need to buy them every month. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily you have to go back, but you have to buy all the ones that happen now. And there comes a moment when, you're, when your metal is tested and you say, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's a relationship with this book, just like with a person. <laughs> it used to give me joy, now it gives me nothing but pain. Yeah. I have to say no. Yeah. I have to walk away from you. When was that moment? For me... But I never walked away. That's the problem. You kept buying? I kept buying. What? I, th- I yeah. thought you stopped buying. No, I never, I never stopped. You I, never stopped? No. Well, I, 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 li- I limited, like, when... I stopped. I never came to a dead stop. I, as this new other shit started to pile up, I didn't buy every X book anymore. Okay. Right? Um, but I always bought Uncanny, Uncanny and, and whatever the other one was. Right? And I, I kept with it, kept with it, and then Astonishing came out and kind of saved it for a while. Mm. And then it kind of lost its way again but it's always been in a wave of, of yeah. ups and downs right like I, I, out of all those books I took Extraordinary the worst of the bunch yeah you did right <laughs> 
And I picked it be- not because of the creators on it. I picked it because of the roster on it, thinking, okay, like it this is fa- the roster. It was I the do more it. mainstream X Men book. Right. It was the mainstream book. Yeah, it was supposed to be. I don't blame you for you that. Know? I didn't want to canics. I didn't want the, the bad ones, guys. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I and I I I I was kind of done with the the X Men from the past. Yeah. Right. And I, I kind However, of still am. Hopeless wrote them well. I'm not saying he didn't. I know, but I, I feel right. like I was kind of done with them because I was done with how Bendis is writing them. I was done with Bendis writing all new X-Men. I was glad he left. Yeah, I was glad he was on both books, too. I feel like sometimes he's great at starting something, but he can't end it. He didn't finish either one. No. Left them both hanging, and now we got we got this 5 character X-Men guys. What are we going to do with them? I don't know. Fucking put them in a van and fucking with a Pickles Nightcrawler and call it a day. I, I, it, yeah. Like, What's the purpose of them being here anymore, right? Isn't one. That's the thing. And and when when he they were brought here, there was always a purpose. Yes. That we thought we would have. Completely gone. And it's completely gone. Like, it's like you were saying with the, the ending, like the, the characters have evolved in such a way that now what do we do with them? Yeah. You know. The fact that they don't have someplace to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's well, kind of like old man Logan. Like he has nowhere to go. I know. We just we're just stuck with him here. But and it, it's interesting too because then it means like it's less likely we're going to get regular Wolverine or regular Cyclops back because we have these other versions. They don't need to have new versions or the original versions back. Oh, because you fucked them up so bad you had to kill them and now we have these other... I, Although Wolverine wasn't fucked up. They just made the decision to kill him off. Right. Which I, Although, remember they did that whole year without the healing factor and like he had the adamantium armor. That was bad. That was part of one of the Marvel Now <laughs> That runs. was a rough arc. That was years ago. That was rough. That was, I think, the second Marvel Now? Maybe. The old new Marvel Now, maybe. Yes, I think it was. See, it's hard to even know anymore. You can't call everything Marvel Now. <laughs> too, too many nows and all your difference and then and, and, and phases and... There's Marvel then. Mar- <laughs> <laughs> now it was, right? Yeah. It clearly is. Yeah. But no, I, I never stopped buying. I just started to buy less. And sometimes, like, like right now, there's all these X books. I buy gold. And that's it. Interesting. Blue's great. Like, I'm, you I, keep not buying the one with the kids. I know. Uh-huh. I'm done with the kids. Right? So I, I've yeah. divorced the kids. Let me put okay. it that way. I'm done with the kids. Um, astonishing, I made You abandoned around. the children. I've abandoned the children because I'm done with the children. They're, they've, done, they've served their purpose to me. See, I actually did stop. I, uh, I stopped buying Uncanny around 407. I think it was right after the, uh, the arc with the X-Corps. Um, and uh, Magneto sorry not Magneto uh, Mystique slit uh, Banshee's throat oh, I liked X-Core I had, the, I had the concept of X-Core I didn't like the execution of the art and so I, I was done so I, I said goodbye and I think I was still buying enough said issue that's good too sorry I didn't keep yeah it yeah. was actually and I was still buying uh, Ejectable, or New X-Men actually at the time and then I stopped I can't remember the exact issue but I stopped during Morrison's run and then like a couple maybe months later I was like well I want to go back and buy the rest because like uh, I might still get back on and I didn't like them, and then like so, I have a few weird gaps in that run of uh, Morrison's run, and then I think I read someone else's copy of um, the last kind of storyline, and then I kind of came back and I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll come back with the X Men uh, right after uh, Morrison left, and I did not like that either. I think it was Austin. Actually, I don't. I ended up not buying those issues because they were bad. But I wait. No, I'm trying to remember because weird things happened because Austin moved from Uncanny to X Men. So I jumped back on Uncanny because Claremont came back. And I was like, well, the last time Claremont came back, it was bad. Uh, with the Neo and all that shit. Yeah. But this time was better. It was not great, but it was better. 
Um, although a little weird stuff happened, and like X twenty three turned into a dinosaur. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that. It was terrible. It was not great, but it was still better than it had been on the Austin. And then you so had I, so I was back with Uncanny, and then I was back with X Men around the Peter Milligan stuff for a little bit, and I was like, I just don't like this. And there was like weird stuff, I guess, with like Dupe in Space and Lorna Dane and Havoc, and I was like, I, I don't want this. I don't like this. And then yeah. so I left, and then I think I came back with Supernovas. Yeah, Supernovas, Reservoir Sheer Empire. Yeah. Those stuff were good. And that was a good period. Yeah. But but then, that was so weird with Uncanny, because you had this great epic, and then you got this weird hippies in San Francisco. Oh, that happened not, not after it. Yeah, not, I know. Or no, you had the, the endangered species stuff, you had the, the Warlock Tunnels, uh, Brew Breakers writing stuff. And then you had, I guess, Messiah Complex, which is amazing. Messiah Complex was good. And then you have yeah. weird, weird San Fran hippies. And then you got Utopia, and it was just like they couldn't settle on an X Men status quo. No, so they couldn't. Like if so, we were talking about MU status quo. But if you just went on X Men status quo, it's been so much well, worse. It was insane. It changed every couple of years. Like every year, they moved from the school, and it has a little compound. I remember reading this. At the back of the issue, that had this whole here's where we map out the compound and oh, yeah. all these things about it. Oh, yeah. The compound was two fucking issues long. Come on, <laughs> the whole issue where they're like showing everyone around. Yeah, and then they were gone and they gone. Utopia. Yeah, that was yeah. so weird. Oh. The X Men have not understood how to make a status quo work. No, because they don't last long. Because no. they, they, I, I do miss the old just Xavier School. Not the Jean Grey school, not the outreach program, like, I miss... Yeah, not Limbo. <laughs> not fucking Limbo. <laughs> Anyways, we've gone astray. With Shenanigans. As, as we do, yes. yes we uh, do. So, well, thank you for joining us for this uh, this episode of Comic Shenanigans on Vacation. You can always email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, upcoming episodes, we'll have uh, conversations with Tom Bieland, um, and I believe Richard Azenov is going to be on a future episode, Alex Sinclair, uh, two highly acclaimed colorists, two of the best in the business. Um, our last episode, actually, uh, 502, uh, was a conversation with Justin Ponser, also one of the best colorists, I would say, in the business. Uh, so you should definitely give that a listen. Uh, we're going to have Howard Mackey back on the show in October. Uh, so a lot of good interviews in the next couple of months. Um, we're also going to have some review, sorry, uh, movie review episodes as we continue along. I think we're going to be having one on the Kingsman movie, the new one. I've never seen the original. I still have to watch it, and then I'll uh, be seeing the uh, second one in theaters. Uh, and then in November, we've got uh, Justice League, Thor, and then we've also got uh, a new Star Wars movie in uh, December. So thanks for uh, listening to this episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.